0: This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Share this out, show this out, show this out. Okay, it's Friday for some of you, a few, who are ahead of the uh, the game uh, over there just on the other side of the Prime Meridian. You guys are into Saturday morning, early morning, right? depending on if you're Australia or that neck of the woods, some of the Pacific islands out there, welcome. Otherwise, it's Friday. For everybody else, it's 3 p.m. on the West Coast of the United States. That's where I'm at. That's 6 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States and Canada, by the way, and most of Mexico and that, that whole region. Mexico is a, a, a same time zone as me over here. Uh, and I think Mountain Time, what we call Mountain Time. So welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out. It's Friday. So we're going to be doing the Law of One. We finished session 24 last week, so we're going to start on session 25. So like I said, check this out. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. So I don't know if that chat comes into here, so I apologize for anybody who's listening. But then again, all of you around the world that are listening on the MP3 broadcast, not the MP4 version of the broadcast, you can't talk in the chat anyways. Uh, So you guys have to uh, get in contact with me afterwards for your questions, which I do take, by the way, and I do work with people. So for those of you listening around the world uh, in the 70 plus countries that are tuning in, welcome. We love you guys. I know who you are because I do keep track. I have uh, three three different engines for now that uh, uh, Facebook, and I don't know if Twitter does it. I'll have to find out X. I don't know if they do it. I'll have to look into their uh, their thing. See who you know what countries you guys are in. But I do pay attention on. Um, Podbean, which I pay for, and um, Spreaker, uh, that filters everything in from all of the podcasts around the world. So whatever app you're using, uh, wherever you are on the planet, I get notifications. So I know uh, when you've listened. I don't know exactly what time of the day, although I can look into that too, because I have. I don't normally look into those kind of analytics, but I do like to look into where and what countries you guys are in. And I was actually surprised at the countries, so it's pretty insane the amount of countries uh, I bring that up because I do post a lot of reels uh, or whatever they're called on the platform that you're on um, short reel, whatever it's called on the platform that you actually watch those, whether you're on TikTok, tock Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, I don't really post anywhere else though, but then they, everything gets forwarded you know, to people. However, I bring that up because some of the, cause I throw music to well, most of the stuff that I, post, that has to do with the post itself, so I'm not hitting you only with a visual, but I'm hitting you with sound, vibrations, uh, and words, and so it's basically uh, all three things uh, in from the universe that are the secrets to the universe, which is, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to get involved in that, but I have a meme for that that's out there, or a, a, a real, short, whatever you want to call it, that you can look into the quotes, Nikola Tesla, when he talks about that. Um, so I do that on purpose, but that the reason I say this is because lately I've been posting things that have been coming up on a couple of platforms that it's banned. In that song is banned in some countries, uh, and it just shows that that you know simple songs that we take for granted in the what we call the free world when we hear those priests of that uh, religion of evil when they say the free world or the West, uh, which they would consider the modern. Uh, world or or non-third world countries. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd like to know what the second world countries are, by the way, because they, because everybody talks about that and they say that you know, uh, oh well uh, you know, all the uh, developed countries are all first world countries. and then there's third world. Well, where's the second world? Which ones are those? We just skip over that and go to the third world. anyways, um, I have this obsession with trying to make things three d, third world, uh, midgard. Um, you know, Middle Earth uh, that has been used in all the literature around the world. So they try to they try to say that that's the the place of poor people that are undeveloped. So uh, I've noticed that I, a simple song uh, that we put out that is everybody listens to uh, gets banned in like 50 countries around the world, uh, mostly like Russia, China North Korea, the communist countries around the world don't allow people to listen to positive music, apparently more than I had thought until I started posting these and I'm getting notifications saying some people can't, uh, you know, I can get it if they say that uh, copyright laws don't allow in certain uh, places, which that's one way of, of uh, canceling things or controlling what your population can hear, but then outright just that music can't be played um, in that country. And I've had them do the same thing with visuals, where even in this country they're like, Well, that's not real information, that's misinformation. Um, you know, and then it becomes fact a year or two later, and then but they still leave it as misinformation. They're deleting people off of platforms for things that are just against what they're preaching, and then a year or two later it's actual fact. But do you see those same platforms going back and going, Hey, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, We'll put you back on our platform because we were wrong in what we said. No, it's. But yet uh, here in the United States, there's this big fight over legalizing marijuana. And there's a lot of people that have been put in prison over the years for possession and distribution of marijuana. And when they legalize it, they're like, okay, it's legal. Some people were prosecuted for this. They should be let out of prison. Uh, and they, the same people who will not uh, let you out of the prison of being deleted and stifled from your free speech are saying these guys should be let out of prison and given compensation for the time they were uh, put into jail. yet you get put into jail for words. And then when they those words change and it's no longer uh, uh, you know illegal to say those words, all of a sudden, although they were proven correct, all of a sudden they forget about their own fight to to for freedom and justice. And they're like, nope, nope. He uh, was off the platform for a reason. and It was because he went against our terms of agreement, which was we don't like what you have to say. Right. Okay. So like I said, share this out. We're going to get into uh, the law of one today. We're going to uh, get into session 20, 25, I think is what we're on. All right. So, uh, without any more, Oh wait, let me, a commercial really quickly. Uh, tomorrow at noon, uh, West coast America time, that's GMC minus seven tomorrow. Um, I will be on Jacqueline Taylor's show with a bunch. She's producing a, a show about, uh, psychic abilities, mediums, uh, people that are awake, people that are healers, whatever abilities that you have that are working in the industry And we're going to be talking about various things like what's the toll on you? What exactly uh, happens to you? How do you prepare? How do you defend yourself? How do you protect yourself? uh, You know, when uh, also the process of learning and developing your skills uh, and literally, you know, uh, saying things like, uh, you know, uh, what comparison we did this before of uh, how you get information how each individual gets the same information and how that is in fact different so we're going to be talking about that tomorrow and i'm not exactly sure how many of us are going to be on there uh but we're, we're working on at least four or five currently maybe more so you guys will be uh it'll be exciting because we did this uh peter gv and myself did this about I guess, five or six years ago, and uh, it was one of the best uh, uh, shows that we ever put together. So the fact that Jacqueline Taylor on her uh, on her uh, um, uh, podcast, which is uh, Project, uh, um, Project Oneness Light, uh, if I'm saying that right, it's on YouTube, but it's, she'll also be on Facebook. So we'll get that out. And then for those of you who listen to Orion Rising, I will uh, get the recording of that. Uh, just like I'm, I haven't done it yet because I've been too busy, but I was on her show last Saturday, a week ago tomorrow, uh, and I didn't put that up for the MP3 broadcast for you guys to hear. So those of you who listen to Orion Rising, you're going to see two episodes coming from Jacqueline Taylor's show, who's a personal friend of mine, uh, and we work together and have for five or six years now. Uh, Behind the scenes, at least six years behind the scenes. So she's producing that. and I'm going to be on there with her uh, tomorrow, along with Peter GV from South Africa. I'm hoping to get Peter Coyle from Ireland. And we have a a few psychics that we're talking to that may or may not show up depending on their schedule. Uh, Otherwise, there'll be three or four of us. I don't know how long we're going to go. I don't know what the uh, it's not my uh, production. Uh, She usually does an hour. So we may just do an hour. I have no idea. But tune in tomorrow, because it's going to be cool, no matter what, Uh, we're going to have a good time. And we're going to talk about all of the things that you actually kind of need to know that most people don't. And when they first start developing their abilities. They don't uh, They don't know what to do. I, that's why I did uh, episodes a few years ago, four or five years ago now, probably four years ago, about the defense against the dark arts and how to protect yourself. We're always teaching that, but we don't distress that enough talking on air. So tomorrow we're going to cover that uh, on Jacqueline Taylor's show uh, live. So it's going to be kind of cool. So noon Pacific West Coast America time, uh, GMT minus uh, seven, UK minus eight, depends on where in the world you are. Um, the, if you're in Australia, I think it's I think you're 15 or 16 hours ahead of us here in California now, because you're almost 24 hours, because you guys are on the other side of the prime meridian. Okay. So I'm going to get into the uh, uh, law of one. And like I said, if you're here, uh, give me a shout out. Those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast, you can't uh, respond. I apologize for that. I'm thinking about taking the show to uh, to, to go live on that so you guys can listen to IO heart radio and, and wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and then you might, you'll be able to actually uh, talk in the chat because I think I'll do it on Spreaker. Um, I, I believe I'm on, um, I'm on um, uh, Podbean, And I think they've just uh, added that feature. I haven't really fully looked into it because I just used that for the, um, uh, for the uh, uh, MP3 broadcast, but it looks like they're trying to upgrade and get mp4 broadcasts and podcasts live on that channel so that's kind of cool that they're doing that because then another version uh, of spreaker which is uh, anchor fm they've done that as well and i go on there uh i'm not live on there uh, currently but i uh, i could probably start doing that i'm going to look into that because these other platforms are dinosaurs and they are going to die facebook youtube you know all the google products all the meta products um they're reaching their uh apex. They're not aware of it, but they are. They're reaching their apex, and, and uh, people are starting to move to other platforms because of the censorship that's going on around the world. They're starting to move to other platforms that are not so censored. Uh, but you still have people that are, you know, everything is divided right now, which is what they've uh, attempted to do. It's part of their plan, part of their scheme. Uh, to, to And this is what we're talking about with the Law of One, that back in, the, you know, 40 years ago, Raw was warning about, This modus operandi of evil that goes back, you know, tens of thousands of years, if not 50 to 75 to 100,000 years on this earth uh, and their their reach on the planet, which I talk about exclusively. uh, I can't say exclusively because I'm not the only one that does it extensively would be more appropriate in my upcoming book, which I'm hoping to have out before the end of this year. It's in the editing uh, phase right now, currently, and who knows how long that's going to take, right? Uh, so once the, the editing phase is over, so it's somewhere in December or January, that book will be out. So look for that at a local bookstore near you or online. Uh, and that is going to be, uh, the title of that is uh, The Reality About Reality, Returning to the Old Ways. And I actually break it down uh, um, as much as I do here on uh, this podcast. So welcome, Mel. I see that you said hello. If you don't talk in the chat, I don't know you're here. Uh, I just see numbers of how many people I have live per uh, second on all the platforms. Uh, and I don't know uh, about X. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that and see if there, because if, I know there's messaging on there. And if I have to bring up another monitor, I haven't done that for a couple of years. I used to run with three monitors up. In uh, running the show, and then sometimes four, depending on what I was doing. I've downsized. I still have all the monitors. I could do that easily. I could use my phone currently and look at X to see. And I may start doing that if I see that there's uh, people over there talking. I will take a look at that and uh, see if uh, if that's what's going on. If there is people, if you guys are talking, but like I said, those of you listening on the MP3 broadcast, uh, you can't talk uh, to you know in in a chat live, anyways, until I. Start, you know, get off these uh, platforms that I'm on and start going to the radio platforms, which I might be doing to go live there just so that I can reach people further in the world uh, while I'm doing that uh, at the time. We'll take a look at that as we go, just because, like I said, these platforms. That I'm on are working currently, but they're dinosaurs and they're probably dying. They're on their way out. Uh, you know, people joke that only old people are on Facebook, so it's already gotten to be passe, and it's just the older people that are on there, just like it originally Facebook was uh, younger people, and MySpace was for the older people, and now no one's on MySpace. Same thing is now currently starting to happen to Facebook uh, and Google. You know, the, there's other platforms besides their YouTube, and they've gotten so crazy with the the YouTube. Thank you, Mel. Start getting some of these people. I haven't shared this. Normally I would share it to the chats and share it around Facebook. I didn't have time to do that. So I did not. So please share it and get uh, those other people in here. I don't know if Cassie's going to come in. She's going, she might be preparing. She has a a funeral to go to tomorrow. Uh, Otherwise she'd be on the show with us on Jacqueline's show. Uh, tomorrow, but she's she's not going to be able to be there, so she may not be in a frame of mind to actually be in here today. But Rick should be in here, right? Peter should be in here. Penny should be in here. Get those people in here, right? Ping them. Get them in here. Okay. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for sharing out uh, those of you who are wherever in the world. Please share this if you're on X. Share it from there to any platform that you like. Uh, the same thing with if you're listening on a podcast, share that podcast. Uh, to anywhere that you want not that he, he, there's probably no platform I'm not already on uh considering where people are that they listen to me on on the show so thank you guys I know like I said I track you guys I know what countries you're in and I was surprised that the reach has gone over 70 countries uh, and it's getting even higher than that and some of which I haven't tracked lately but I saw that there was I didn't even count them I should have but it looked like there were some new countries so I might be up towards around 80. Uh, countries that are tuning in. So I love you guys out there in the world. Please continue tuning in. Please continue your ascension and expansion of your consciousness. So we're going to start with the law of one and move into hopefully expanding your consciousness a little further. So I am going to start it and hopefully somebody in the chat can let me know if you guys can hear it. okay. so I'll let it go for a little bit and hopefully you do hear it. If not, you're going to hear dead air. So if there's dead air, please type in the chat. I don't hear anything, man. What's going on? Right. (laughs) All right. Otherwise, I have to turn on a monitor to do that and mute my microphone. Uh, I used to do that back in the day. I may start doing that again. We'll see what happens. Okay, so let's start with uh, the law of one. I believe we're on session 25. Let's see, and we'll check it out. All right, so here we go.
1: February 17th, 1981. 26.0 raw. I am raw. I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator.
0: Uh, 26, I apologize. So we finished 25 last week, and now we're starting on, on session 26. All right, let's continue.
1: I communicate now. 26.1 questioner. The first question is that is any of the changing of what we've done here for the instrument going to affect communication of the instrument in any way?
0: Thank you, Penny, for the sound check. Um, I always like to hear you guys say that you can hear it. So that way I know that I'm not just sitting here. One time I did that, my microphone wasn't working. And it was weird because the guest could hear me. But for some reason, the microphone was not going on to the recording or live. So people didn't hear me and I had to re-edit everything. Uh, and then repost the show. So I had to go back and and actually remember the questions that I asked and do a voiceover and add it to the show. It really sucked, but it it only took me a day to do it. So luckily I was already editing. Uh, So, you know, I could edit that, but that was crazy. And we had no idea until somebody said they couldn't hear me. And I asked them, you guys can hear me, right? And they said, yeah. I said, that's weird. So for some reason, the microphone went to them, didn't record, uh, at all and didn't broadcast to the world, which is odd, right? So I got rid of that that, uh, operating system and went to a new operating system after that. Okay, let's continue.
1: Have we set up here all right? Raw, I am raw. This is correct. 26.2 questioner. And do you mean that everything is satisfactory for continued communication? Raw, I am raw. We meant that the changes affect this communication. 26.3 questioner. Should we discontinue this communication because of these changes, or should we continue? Ra, I am Ra. You may do as you wish. However, we would be unable to use this instrument at this space-slash-time nexus without these modifications. 26.4 Questioner, assuming that it is all right to continue, we're down to the last 3,000 years of this present cycle, and I was wondering if the law of one in either written or spoken form has been made available within this past 3,000 years in any complete way such as we're doing now. Is it available in any other source? Ra, I am Ra. There is no possibility of a complete source of information of the law of one in this density. However, certain of your writings passed to you as your so-called holy works have portions of this law. 26.5 questioner, does the Bible as we know it have portions of this law in it? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. 26.6 questioner, can you tell me if the Old Testament has any of the law of one? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. 26.7 questioner, which has more of the law of one in it?
0: okay oh wait i'll let him go with that and then i'm going to uh, break in i was going to stop right there but now he's asking which one has more of the law of one so let's continue
1: the old testament or the new testament Ra, i am Ra, withdrawing from each of the collections of which you speak the portions having to do with the law of one the content is approximately equal however the so-called old testament has a larger amount of negatively influenced material as you would call it 26.8 questioner
0: yeah, so that's what I was going to point out. Um, the, the, I love that he says the so-called uh, Old Testament. Well, what we refer to in the defense of the Old Testament, remember I am a minister, in the defense of the Old Testament, the Old Testament is based on the Jewish Torah. Um, and, uh, it's, and they get annoyed with it as well because a lot of changes were made to the Torah when they uh, republished it, especially when you come forward, but uh, from the different councils, and I see uh, uh, there was two councils there, but there was about 57 or 58 councils throughout time where they changed the Bible. And, and of course, the King James version of the Bible was when all of that got married to Old Testament, New Testament. They don't don't even acknowledge the Hebrews, that is, of the New Testament or uh, Jesus as the Christ, uh, and they and they fight against that, but then again, all religions say that all other religions are false. So if you listen to each religion, there is no religion that's worth a shit or worth a damn, because they the Jews say the Hebrews say all other religions are false. The Christians say all other religions are false, and then they fight within themselves. There's about a thousand different uh, versions of the Christian Church, and they all claim that everybody is false, uh, including. Uh, Most of them go after the Catholic Church, which their entire Bible is written by the Catholic Church. We've covered that Uh, when I was uh, going through the uh, the uh, uh, RCIA in uh, Catholic Church back in 2002. Uh, to get baptized, because I hadn't never been baptized, even though I was a minister, I wasn't baptized, so I figured I, I probably should do that, uh, go through that process, and it was actually kind of amazing, uh, ha- however, one of the nuns had said to me about the Bibles around the world, because we were talking about the Bible being the, the you know, best-selling book of all time, uh, every year, it's the, it's the number one bestseller, and has been for decades, even hundreds and hundreds of years, so she said, look, uh, you don't realize this, but all the curriculum, all the Bibles in all of these churches are written by the Catholic Church. They're all published by the Catholic Church. There's only four publishing companies on the face of the earth that publish Bibles because they have bought everybody up and they're huge. They are all owned by the Roman Catholic Church in Rome. And I was like, no. And she says, go to a bookstore and look them up or go online Because this was, you know, 2002, so it wasn't as like now where you just go Google that. I mean, even though it was starting back then, Google that. Uh, Go online and look that up. And I did. I looked up all the publishing companies around the world. And there's two in the United States and two in Europe. And they pretty much print every single Bible that is what we call Western Judeo-Christian New Testament, Old Testament Bibles. And all of them are owned by and operated by the Roman Catholic Church, the Holy Roman Catholic See. So, uh, so everybody's like, No, I don't believe what those Catholics are preaching. And I'm like, Your Bible is, is written by them, your curriculum of teaching is their curriculum. They wrote that and the Bible for you. So, they, and, you, and then they turn around, and they're like, Oh, those Catholics, they don't know what they're doing. They're just evil. Those people are stupid. And I'm like, Even the you know, the the uh, like all of the religions. Uh, are that way, and they all say that somebody that everybody else is fake and that their creation story is a myth, and only our way it reminds me of of the way the covens uh were when they were like, We don't want anything to do with those crazy Christians. And I'm like, You are Christians, you, you're becoming them. You go adopted their hymns and you changed the hymns to say what you wanted, but it's their hymn that they wrote that's, a, that's four thousand years old, so you're just another version. And they got all mad at me. Uh, they all wanted me in their coven until I started pointing out that they were, uh, they were uh, you know, Wicca light. They were Christian dark uh, or Christian, uh, you know, Christian slash pagan. Uh, and they were like, no, we're not. We're pagan. Really? So then why do you sing now we gather at the river? Uh, only you're saying now we gather at the at the around the fire. It's the same song. That's like singing America, the beautiful. Uh, And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that's a great song about America. It's actually literally God Save the Queen or now God Save the King uh, with different words. So it's a farce. So you're like America, the beautiful. And what you're really saying is we're owned by the king. God Save the King. Uh, And you should look that up. Listen to the song and then listen to God Save the King. Because uh, used to be God save the queen for everybody that's alive. Uh, there's only a few people that were alive before when there wasn't a queen, uh, before she became queen. Because that was a long time. That was before, way before I was born, to like 10, 15 years before I was born when she became the queen of England. Okay. So my point is that all these religions are fighting amongst themselves. And I, and I wanted to point that out because uh Ralph's talking about it right here. And then we'll get back on point. Uh, that even in their religions, everybody thought thinks that uh, when you read all these religions, when it says God, uh, you know, uh, made everybody speak in tongues, and they're like, Yeah, that means that all the foreign languages, so they don't understand each other. Well, that's not true. If that were true, then I wouldn't currently be learning uh, 22 different languages. It's, so it's not true that it's the language is the barrier. It's the culture that's the barrier. That's what's called lost in translation. It's not actually the language itself that gets lost in translation. It's the culture of what the words mean in that uh, in that culture that change. when Because the word, if you change the word, the word is the word. Uh, you know, the word, word, bird, 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 bird is the word right from the song. The word is the word. It's just what that word means in one culture is different than what it means in another culture. Perfect example of that. Is uh, and then time changes all meanings, and I talk about that in my book. And I give you the base root, uh, um, Latin or Greek, uh, that words came from that we use in the modern day. Uh, and this country is obsessed with the Greek, uh, almost all of the words that we use in English uh, have a base root from Latin or Greek. That's the truth of it. If you have a if you speak a European language. Uh, that European language is either Viking or uh, or Latin based, or both. Uh, English is Viking Latin based. It's both uh, because it is a conglomeration of the Spanish, which is all comes from Latin, and uh, and then the the uh, uh, Svenska from or the Norwegian Norsk Nord uh, from the Vikings, uh, and those two languages have been married into this language that we speak currently. So if you're European at all, you speak your language is Latin, Viking based. Uh, and if you're uh, Hebrew, then then you're Arabic uh, um, uh, African. So so your African Middle Eastern uh, based language, the Farsi and Sanskrit and all that. I know that doesn't mean anything to you guys. But my point is, it's not the language because people were learning language. That is the difficult thing. It's the culture. So when you read in the Bible and they say God gave people tongue, they're speaking in tongues. So they don't understand each other. It was cultural divides, not language, because people quickly when you learn someone has a different language, they quickly learn the language. It doesn't take long for somebody who's young. The older you get, the harder it is to learn language when you're young. You pick it up very quickly. So language wouldn't be the barrier because people speak many languages and have throughout history. So that's not what the barrier is. Being a theologian, we know that there's a difference. The reason that I say that is because the Old Testament that we have today currently is a farce compared to the Torah, which it's based on. So we call that the Old Testament is literally when you hear that Old Testament, that means the Testament of Moses, which is the Torah. OK, and so the Torah is completely different. It's not the, the Old Testament. The Old Testament has been rewritten and the Hebrews get annoyed that we reference the Old Testament as if it's that their book. So I see why they would have a problem with that. And then when you look at um, uh, the uh, I'm going to do more on this, probably do a whole book on it. And then the world's going to be pissed off at me, especially the religions. They're already going to be mad at me with this book that's coming out. I'm going to get a lot of pushback, but I'm telling the truth. Uh, and they've changed things, and here's the point of that. Uh, and then we'll get back into raw. The point of that is that uh, if, like, say, during the councils of Nicaea, when they were just changing the Bible, and they said, "Well, there was too many crazy ideas out there, so we need to get together and have a council from all the churches, from the east, from the west, the north, and the south, and bring them all together with all their scrolls, and sit down and have these big giant councils where we decide a unified Bible." Pardon me, that's what all these councils were about. Now, if they were only about unifying the Bible, there they claim we were getting rid of all the scrolls and the books that were in there that we can't that we, we can't prove that are real, that were fake, or written a long time later, so they're just in somebody's opinion. Uh, all of that. I get all of that. I do. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that that that, that is wrong to do because you do have to have. A unified uh, front and say, listen, let's make sure we have the right information that's in here. If that were truly what they did in all these councils, then the then I agree with it, but it is not. And here's my point. And the reason that I say this, okay, is one particular time that we're aware of shows that it wasn't just about that. It was more about like today, when they disagreed with what you were saying, and then they cancel you off the internet and delete you off of platforms so that nobody gets to know what you have to say. And it this shows that, the, that their modus operandi hasn't changed in four or 5,000 years. Okay. It's identical. They can't just murder you for saying these things, even though if you get big enough and you scare them enough, they try. Okay. And that's what they used to do. And here's my point. If that's all they were doing, then why, at the First and Second Council of Nicaea, when they took the books out of that, people who said those books should still be in, and I don't agree with you, and these books should be around for people to see, why is it that the people that were in charge of that council We're rounding up and burning all scrolls to get rid of them so that people wouldn't have those. Oh, well, because they were fake and those people were just crazy and it needed to be taken care of. So that doesn't justify murdering millions of people to shut them up. And if you don't believe that happened, look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were found in the area that we now call the Dead Sea and they were buried in caves and hidden in caves inside of pottery. And it was done by a group of people called the Essenes, who were part of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. They were a sect of the church. And they were, so they were officially people within the church who were teaching. And they disagreed with the church in Rome and the Council of Nicaea. And the Council of Nicaea sent soldiers to murder them all and get the information and, and destroy it so the world would not know and did that. Killed all of them. And that was just one group, and we only know about that one group because we found in 1948, shit they hid three and a half thousand years ago, and their writings saying, which a lot of you don't know about, and their writings saying they're hunting us, murdering us, and they're destroying the Bible and taking out books that should be in the Bible because of what it is teaching. And they've been doing this all along. Now, that only is crazy talk by a bunch of crazy people if in fact what they're claiming did not happen to them. They're full of it. We didn't do any of that. We just ignored those people, and they went into obscurity, and no one listened to their crazy ideas or religion anymore. That is in fact not what happened. Another time that we know of was the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, Again, there was a religion in the south of France, and they said those people in Rome are not teaching what Jesus taught. We're being taught from Holy Mary, his wife, and the way that he was teaching, she was dead by that time. Uh, and those people are have been usurped. They usurped the church and they're a church of evil and they're not teaching that. That church who disagreed with them sent their soldiers over and murdered more than 2 million people in the south of France to eradicate that memory. And the only reason that we have this information is because three brave knights escaped from that battle and took that knowledge forward and again buried it And it was found in the same year of 1948, by the way, and then then eventually gotten out to the world. And there was already theories out there and books that were out there that said this is what we believe happened in the south of France. So other people had still remembered it in secret and passed it on. And there's other books. Dan Brown wrote uh, The Da Vinci Code from uh, one of the books that was called Holy Blood, Holy Grail. That book was written in the 60s, the 1960s, and that was based on a book that was written in the 1800s. That book that was written in the 1800s, according to the guys who wrote Holy Blood, Holy Grail, he claimed that guy from the 1800s claimed he got it from another book that was published in the early 1800s. And that goes all the way back, apparently. So This information has been passed down generation to generation and republished to tell the story of what happened. And it came to light. Dan Brown found it, made the Da Vinci Code the the book, eventually became the movie. Tom Hanks starred in it. Uh, And and now people uh, know that that was a theory that was a working theory that was going on. Okay, And all that was based on a massacre that took place in the south of France that nobody in history knew about until the modern day. So for over a thousand years. Almost two thousand years now, that took place and no one knew about it. Those are only two examples, that, and I could go on all day long about the examples that the that these current churches, not just the Roman Catholic Church, but other churches as well. I could tell you about the Hebrews doing the same thing. The Muslims we know have been doing that for about a thousand years, right? So just like the Christians have. So all of these religions in the modern day have been murdering people to control. The narrative of the churches themselves because they have changed the narrative. And Raw is literally just now saying that, that the so-called version of the Bible that is called the Old Testament has a lot of negative influence in it. And anyone who reads that can't say that it doesn't. Now, if you read the Torah, it's just as negative. And that's what pisses them off because people like me go, that doesn't sound like a, some uh, all-loving, all-knowing creator of the universe. Why would that person talk like that? The person that is in these most of these old scriptures that we know have been changed from the original form. It's all negative and it's all do as I say, not as I do. And, and I will murder all of you and no one is worthy and all of you must die To the last person, including unborn children in the womb and and innocent babies, uh, that uh, there's all these examples. That is not an all-knowing and all-loving creator God of anything. That is a human being who has an ego, who has a, a mentality of between 11 and 14 years of age, maturity level. Otherwise, you don't act like that. Adults don't do that. Children act like that. So that's my point of of that in that information that is painting that dark picture and that ego is not not. I will say that again. The information that is egoic in all of these scriptures is not in any way other than anything other than a human being who wrote that. Because God would not talk like that. And if God does talk like that, me, this lowly tiny little human being that is absolutely useless and worth nothing on the face of the earth is more more in fact godlike in the state that i am currently in in my maturity level than the god of most of these scriptures and that can't be so if there is a god of the universe that is a great master creator so the reason i tell you this and this is going to piss off all the religions uh, is that all of that scripture was written by human beings not written down while a god was telling them that okay because those stories wouldn't be that way god would not be like Sodom and Gomorrah nobody there no one there 100% of all the souls there are evil i hate them and they're all going to die and he killed everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah listen read the story that's just two that's just two examples there were many others. Okay. And I talked about that before about the the you know, the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That whole story was completely different and they changed it. It's been corrupted. That story is the story of the Christ oil, and it is the story of ascension. And eating from the tree of life is not a tree that was growing in a garden that, that but that was used as a metaphor to tell you about it. I kind of cover that in my book as well, and we talk about that a lot. So my point here is that you have to realize these things because if you don't and you don't look at these, uh, start seeing all of this narrative that is childlike, and the reason I point this out is Raw's examples and what Raw is is telling us, okay? The modus operandi of the Orion Crusaders, the evil people who are in service to self, They they actually can only operate in the 3D. That is what they called in all of the Old Testaments around the different Bibles and tomes of the flesh. They cannot speak as an ascended person being ascended master. Because they cannot ascend in any way to be righteous enough to speak that way. They are by their very nature the nature of the beast, the number of the beast, they are third dimensional, not third density beings. Therefore maturity level, they may think that they have a high intelligence and some of them may have a a decent intelligence, but their maturity level is between 11 and 14 years of age. And they can't, they are not any more mature than that. No matter how much they pretend that they are, I'm very sophisticated. Because I speak a certain way, and I walk a certain way, and I look a certain way. Therefore, I must be superior. That is what they do. They're acting. They put on clothes. They flaunt that. They speak a certain way and teach their children to speak that way, act that way, think that way. But they're children. There's no difference between a five-year-old dressing up in a suit and a tie and being taught how to speak, how to walk, how to talk. You can do that with a dog or a monkey. Sit, stand, stay, stand in detention. Those things are third dimensional. So this is my point of that. So you have to realize that. Let's continue with Raw talking about the information from the Law of One. Now, all of that information that we talk about in the, of the Law of One, on the other hand, is in all of those tomes. It's there. It, but it's esoteric. It's not as exoteric as you think. It only becomes exoteric when you actually can access it. Hence the word access, exoteric. Uh, do you notice that both start with the X access? That's another, another reason why Elon Musk named his company, Corporation X, by the way. There is a reason behind that he did that. You might want to look it up and, and, and see why he did that. And I don't know if he's actually said it out loud or has it on Google Uh, but I know that there was a reason that he did that. So it becomes exoteric, (laughs) which means available for everyone to see when you can. And, uh, And I tell you this because I can, and I have been able to for a very long time. And I thought that I saw it for years and years and years. However, I wasn't certain. And then one day there was a scroll that appeared to me online that I read. It was actually audio and video. And when it was done, I, I, I think I told you that story. I wrote down everything and realized that there was a code in there and that there was, I think there was 13 chapters, just like uh, uh, the Golden Tablets of Foth and most other of uh, these books. These older scrolls were all, all 13 uh, chapters long, 13 uh, books long. And I realized that woven within all of those was a language in there that if you put all of it together made up one entire uh, book that you could that you could understand depending on where you were in the timeline of this planet. because I heard Old English in there. I heard some other languages as well. I think there was Coptic and, and a few other languages, Sanskrit and they were all separated but taken as a whole, and actually looked at it and because my brain works like a computer, not a joke. I'm going to have a psychic to this. She's like, You're like a computer. Yes, I I code break, I language break like crazy. I've always had that ability. It wasn't something that I learned. It was something I got here with. I saw that there was a pattern there and there were certain words that were triggering me. I, can, I understand that word. I understand those words. I understand these words. And then I realized because I do so many languages, I was realizing English, Old English, Ancient English, Old uh, French, and Sanskrit, which I don't. Uh, i only know a few words but you know latin i and, and i was like wait these are languages throughout time and then i started wondering if uh if the words that i you know and i and i did that the words that i'm understanding are all separate words uh, in all these different places and it's not like they went in order like uh you know chapter one had all the words at the top of the first paragraph and chapter two had the second it wasn't like that at all which made it even worse They were scrambled everywhere, but they were all in the exact position that they should be in. And I realized that. So I started writing down all of them and then moving the words around and replacing them with other words. Uh, You know, I would take one word and move it over to the English, take that word and go, where does this fit? And I would put those. I started reorganizing all of them uh, and realized that they were all languages. But I wasn't sure about some of those languages because I didn't speak them. But I focused on the English and Old English and once I was able to put those together, I read the scroll, read it. And when I was done reading it, I went, what? And I totally freaked out. And and then I went, I got to go to bed and I'll come back and I'll read it tomorrow uh, to make sure that I know what I was reading. I'll do it again. When I got back the next day, the, the paper, everything had, had, it was all gone. It literally disappeared before my eyes. I read it and then it was gone. And everything I wrote down was gone and I wasn't dreaming it. And then... Because of that, I started reading everything again and realized that I I don't know if it was because of what I read there or me deciphering that. Either way, it implanted an activation in my brain that actually unjumbled all scrolls that I've ever written or ever written, ever read since. Okay. So you give me a scroll, I'll read it. And if I know the language, I'll tell you what it says. If I don't know the language, I'll get a translation. But as soon as I know what it's saying and it's translated into a language that I understand currently, I can tell you what it means. That is not a joke. And a lot of people are already saying to me that, that you you just can't. You, you, what makes you think? You got to love the ego when people start talking to you like that. What makes you think you understand that? That's a person who was like, uh, in their minds, they're saying, I'm superior to you. There's no fucking way that if I don't know it, you can't know it because you're beneath me. It's the only reason that somebody would say, how do you, know how to do that? What makes you think that you can do that, right? Even if they say, what makes you think you can do that? It's still saying the same thing. And people who are of low vibration don't realize that, asking that question, right? And I get that. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't ask me that question because they should. I would ask somebody who's saying this, that question as well, okay? And and so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying how dare they ask me that question. They need to ask the question. But the way they ask the question tells whether or not they even want an answer, because if they're if they're attacking you with ego, they don't actually want an answer. They're just trying to figure out a way of discrediting you. What makes you think you can do that? Next thing that's coming through is this guy doesn't always talk about. He's an idiot, and that's what they're going to do with it. They're not, They're already just you're crazy, and they can't. They're not ready for the information. They can't know the information. Therefore, they have to discredit you because of uh, of a lot of other reasons. There's Peter. There's my brother. Hey, Peter, uh, tomorrow I was going to talk to you. I'll probably send you a voicemail after this. Peter uh, Coyle I'm talking to now, in case there's another Peter in the audience. Uh, Tomorrow at noon my time, which is 8 p.m. your time on Saturday, because today's Friday. It's even Friday for you. It's just late Uh, for you. Uh, Jacqueline's going to have a roundtable of uh, lightworkers, mediums, psychics, uh, and, and the like. And we're going to talk about, uh, I'd really like to have you on with us to talk. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, our abilities, um, uh, what we go through, how we get attacked, uh, what the toll is on us for doing what we're doing physically, psychically, and the like. And I would really like to to, uh, have you, Jacqueline would like to have you uh, on there live with us to talk. So we'll talk after the show today. I'll send you a couple of voice uh, texts and we'll see if you're busy tomorrow at 8 p.m. your time, Saturday night. Uh, cause that's noon, my time here in the West coast. And we're going to go live on Jacqueline's show, uh, Jacqueline Taylor, uh, our buddy, our, our pal, our girl. And, uh, so, uh, she wants to Peter GV from South Africa is going to be there in a couple of psychics. I believe besides us, I'm not exactly sure how many people, but there was one or two or three that said yes. So Peter, I would love to to see if we can get you on there, uh, to talk because you need to get back out there and talk to the world. You do it on your show, but yeah, like me. Uh, but we need to start doing it on other people's shows as well, right? Because we're going to be moving and talking around the world. Okay, so I'm going to get back to the law of one. Literally, Raw said at this point, the so-called Old Testament has got a lot of negative information in it.
1: Can you tell me about what percentages Orion influenced in both the Old and the New Testaments? Raw, we prefer that this be left to the discretion of those who seek the law of one. We are not speaking in order to...
0: Right, Rick, you're Saturday already, right? So it'll be Sunday morning for you that we'll be live. Uh, or actually, okay, so it's 8, you said it's 849 for you there. It's 349 for me here, right? So that's uh, that's nine hours to midnight plus eight. So that's, you're almost 17. So you're 17 hours ahead of me? I thought you were 16. Either way, 16 or 17 hours. So we're going to be noon my time. So that's going to be probably 6 a.m. for you, Right. Uh, or, or or so, um, because at noon my time would be midnight plus 7, 7 a.m., so 6 or 7 or 8 a.m. tomorrow uh, Sunday morning for you is when we'll be live on Jacqueline's show. We'll put it in the chat, so if you're up that early at 7 o'clock in the morning, we'll be on the air. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a magic gig tomorrow at 8. Okay, So uh, so I'll text you later, and we'll figure that out. So if you have a gig tomorrow, which I thought you might be doing stuff because you're on the weekends, you usually got something going on. So if you can't be on, that's all right, Peter. Uh, but I'll talk to you later on tonight about that. Right? I know you're up late anyway, so I know it's late for you already because uh, you're in the in the uh, UK and UK time. So you're eight hours ahead of me. So if I'm four, you're at midnight now. <laughs> right? Okay. So uh, to what percent uh, Dawn is asking? To what percent uh, is the Orion uh, Crusaders? Uh, influencing uh, the Old Testament uh, and some of these testaments is what he is currently asking.
1: Judge, such statements would be construed by some of those who may read this material as judgmental. We can only suggest a careful reading and inward digestion of the contents. The understandings will become obvious. 26.9 questioner. Thank you. Could you please make the instrument cough? Ra, cough. 26.10 questioner. Thank you. Have you communicated with any of our population in the third density incarnate state in recent times? Ra, I am Ra. Please restate, specifying recent times and the pronoun, you. 26.11 questioner, has Ra communicated with any of our population in this century, in the last, say, 80 years? Ra, I am Ra. We have not. 26.12 questioner, has the law of one been communicated within the past eighty years by any other source to an entity in our population? Ra, I am Ra. The ways of one have seldom been communicated, although there are rare instances in the previous eight-zero-eighty of your years, as you measure time. There have been many communications from fourth density due to the drawing towards the harvest to fourth density. These are the ways of universal love and understanding. The other teachings are reserved for those whose depth of understanding, if you will excuse this misnomer recommend and attract such further communication 26.13 questioner
0: see now that i wanted to stop right there that information right there tells you something okay so the law of one he's asking specifically the law of one has it been communicated on this earth in the last 80 years yes and no no to the mass populace however because of the harvest that was that is coming up a lot of information is being passed by those people to be able to go into the fourth, fourth density, fourth dimension. Okay. However, there's a higher learning of information that is reserved for those people specifically that are learning and moving into a higher density, and they get this certain information that no one else gets at a lower level. This is literally what he just said. Okay. So. And and now, so for those of you who are like, okay, he went off on this tangent for like th- almost 30 minutes. It had nothing to do with anything. Okay. I tell you, all of that is what I'm telling you led up to what I'm saying here. Only those people who choose to be in service to others or the all, and only those people who then decide that they want to better themselves, raise their vibration and better the, the information or raise the vibration of the all around the earth, you then, as you do this and affix yourself, unlock within yourself access to resources, the Halls of Amente or the Akashic Records, the Hall of Records, whatever you call it in the development that you have had, and that you have learned to reference it. It's all the same that you unlock certain knowledge that you can then have access to that will further enlighten you and expand your consciousness. Only those people who do that receive that knowledge and the knowledge that they receive. Melinda, how are you doing? Uh, Hopefully you can make it tomorrow, Melinda, because I would really love to have you in there because of what you do on the show tomorrow uh, to talk about what you go through, what happens to you, the consequences of it, how you um, receive the information, because all of that is personal. uh, You know that to each one of us. And that's the whole purpose of what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, Peter, G.V. and I did this about five years ago. uh, And it was probably one of the greatest uh, uh, shows that we did because people out there in the world need to hear how much uh, this information is personal to each of us in the way in which we do prepare, have things happen to us. But the knowledge that we gain is universal and that everyone can tap into it. And depending on where you are in your development. So we're going to talk about all of that tomorrow. So hopefully, Melinda, you, I don't know what your schedule is. I remember you said you have to check. (coughs) Hopefully it's noon uh, West Coast America time. So that's 3 p.m. East Coast, uh, uh, North American continent time. Uh, GMT minus seven uh, comparative to West Coast time. Uh, UK minus eight comparative to my West Coast time. So noon. If you can be on there, that would be great. If not, we all got to do what we got to do. Uh, you know what I mean? Life is like Peter. He may not be able to be there because uh, Peter Coyle, that is, because he has a, a gig uh, at 8, 8 p.m. tomorrow. So we'll see. If he's got that, then that's okay. Uh, because we kind of put this on quickly because of the full moon. It was either now or all the way to the you know the, the second and a half, to almost third week of October. So because we have the, the – um, the next uh, phase of the, the, uh, you know, October 31st and Samhain for those people who are European, uh, Halloween, All Hallows Eve, uh, the Day of the Dead, or the, you know, All Saints Day, depending on what religion you are and the rest of the world. Uh, Coming up and then going into the holidays, we tried to get it in as soon as we could to talk about this because we have other things going on as we go forward. So hopefully, uh, Melinda, you can make it tomorrow. Uh, At noon, that would be kind of cool just to have your voice there so that you can get uh, that word out to people and they can see the examples of all of us that are uh, uh, different, but the same. And this is what we're talking about here and what Ross talking about on this knowledge that you can actually access. But only those people who are doing light work can access that. Karen, welcome. Hi, Denise, by the way. I didn't say hi when you when I saw you earlier. You said hi, and I didn't say hi. I apologize. Karen, hi. Uh, I only know you're here if you say something, guys. <laughs> so if you don't say anything, I don't know you're here. A lot of people come in and go out and don't say a word. I, that's okay, too. Some people are shy. All right, let's continue with Ross. So he's literally just said that uh, there are certain information that is esoteric in a sense. He didn't say that word, but that's what he meant. Uh, that you can only unlock because you're doing the work and you're actually uh, able to unlock that by raising your consciousness, expanding your consciousness to unlock those potential informations to be uh, accessed by you.
1: Did the Confederation then step up its program of helping planet Earth sometimes, sometime late in this last major cycle? It seems that they did from the previous data, especially with the Industrial Revolution. Can you tell me the attitudes and reasonings behind this step up?
0: Hi, Penny. Did I not say hi to you? I apologize. I answered your question. Never said hi, right? So hi. (laughs) So, right. And then you have, and this is what I talked about last week. (coughs) Pardon me. About the modus operandi, And everyone's like, oh, man, they're just like totally controlling the internet. And I'm like, this is nothing new. They did the same thing with newspapers, They did the same thing with radio, they did the same thing with television. This is just the next genre where everybody's communicating because of the upgrade of of what's happening. So prior to all of that, before we had printing of all these periodicals and newspapers around the world, it was by word of mouth that it was easier just to murder people and shut them up. And it was in books. So they first controlled scrolls, then they controlled books, burned and banned what they didn't want. That's the point of what I was telling you about last week and then moving into this week because of this session. And so as technology changed and we had the the revolution of of, um, technology, uh, now it's just moved into censoring the internet and censoring what we say on the internet by controlling all of the genres. That's just no different than controlling the newspapers and who prints what and what gets said in the newspaper. Now it's... The newspaper is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Those are all the new use, the, the new uh, versions of newspapers, communications, radio shows, television shows. It's all on the Internet now. It's just no difference. Everyone's like, oh, they have this whole new way of control. And I'm like, no, 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 not at all. It's identical to the way it's been for all of time. The only difference is. This is the new technology. If you go back to where newspapers and printing was the new technology, it was just as wondrous to all of the humans at the time that computers are now to all the humans. Just as wondrous. You just don't know that because this is the new technology and you're looking at that and going, oh, simple print. Print is dead. No one does that anymore. But that was literally a cultural revolution 200 years ago. Okay? Okay. As big as the Internet is now, these are the things that you have to start looking at in your mind and seeing things for what they actually are. OK, so and realizing there is no difference. People are like, oh, there are, all these people are evil and they're not even hiding it anymore. No, they've never been hiding it. People, you and your perception was not in a place to where you saw what they were doing. Now you are ascending to a place where you're looking around and going, oh my God, are they really doing this and acting like this? When did they start getting like they never stopped? They've always been exactly that way. You're just in a place to perceive it now because you've unlocked within you the ability to perceive that which you did not perceive when you were younger, period. This I can tell you to be true because what I know right now about all of that is what I knew when I was 10. And I looked around and nobody seemed to know it. It was very disheartening for a little boy uh, between 10 and 13 years of age to come to the realization that those who people who are in charge of the planet are actually children and they're not as smart as they make you think that they are and call themselves authorities. That was very disheartening. It took me a long time to get over the depression. Of the realization that these people who I looked up to as adults and thought that they were the smartest people in the world and they knew everything and they knew what was going on, didn't know anything and were all children mentally. Took a lot of my years until I was uh, of like 18, 19 years of age to come to terms with that. And then that's why I stress so much about you know this jesus character i use that term only because some religions are like he was never even real somebody wrote it and somebody who was very wise wrote that not somebody who was trying to control the world because there's too many things in there that are hidden that are actually telling you how to ascend and they wouldn't have written that they would have tried to keep all that shit out because they had spent the last five thousand years trying to eradicate that so I, i talk about that in my book and i'm going to do it even further as time goes on to show where everyone's like, Jesus was invented by the Romans. No, no. If he was, whoever was telling them this is what you guys should write about, man, this will fuck them up. Was actually getting them uh, and using the Jedi mind trick on them, who created Jesus, to try and control people to have the opposite effect, because that is in fact what has happened. <laughs> okay, uh, not just because of luck either. Oh, I just got out of their control. No, no, no. I can tell you what what Jesus was saying and translate it to you, and whoever wrote that was writing it to get around algorithms that didn't exist yet, okay? And that's what most of that stuff that says, write this down, and this will be only for people to understand and way in the future. It's because it was written to, to get around the censorship of children's minds and that you had to be an adult to actually be able to access it and unlock it, which means you had to ascend to a certain place to do that and to access that, okay? So this is what we're covering here, going forward. So there was a harvest that was coming up and these people were uh, were uh, able to and have been able to only give this certain information out to those people who are ready for it. And then you get extra information that is universal. And that's, it ties into what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. All of this was done on purpose by Jacqueline and myself, because we know exactly um, what we're planning. So If I can figure this out and Jacqueline can figure this out, those ancient Romans had to have known. And if they were as wise as they thought they were trying to control the Jews by creating this false uh, narrative about this Jesus character, they were the biggest bumbling idiots on the face of the history of the world because the information that they were getting out is actually all the information. They spent thousands of years trying to not allow the humans to even know was there. And it's in all of the writings, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and more importantly, in the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is literally telling you how to balance your chakras. All the stories in the Bibles are that way. So it's in everything. The reason I say that is that even if evil people are trying to corrupt things, their corruption, and this is where uh, one of the Dead Sea Scrolls that was taken out of the Bible, the Book of Truth, which was about Jesus, and the creation of the universe, literally saying error created certain things like the human race. And if error created that, error was created by the the creator of the universe. Therefore, if the creator of the universe didn't tell error to do that, and error did it anyways, it was because the creator of the universe created error to then make that error. Do you see? So, and people go, well, that's just, the, you know, this is one of those things like Nostradamus. you get lucky sometimes. No, my point is that even being in service to self and, and what the evil people are doing, actually serves the all, and they're unaware of that. They believe we can do this and get away with it, and we will forever because they get away with it for a little bit of time. And what they don't realize is happening, like with COVID, is that all of everything that COVID taught most of the people either to be more in service to self or Uh, to be more illuminated. And that's why now currently they're trying to get everybody afraid again. Look out, look out. Here comes the big bag boogeyman. Uh, COVID's coming back. Uh, Get a shot, get another shot. And everyone's going, uh, no. Why is that? Because of what they did from 2019 to 2021. Now, uh, after that in 2022 and 2023, now going into 2024, everyone on the planet is going, shut up. No, some people are still afraid. That, that population is the population that was already afraid and was already wearing masks anyway. They only picked up about 6% of the entire population of the planet. They expected to pick up 90% of the population of the planet because their theory and their dialectic is that that 80% of the population, no matter how uh, uh, evil you are to them, will just do what they, they're told and they'll shut up. So you only have to control 10% enough, or 20%. And out of that 20%, if you kill 10% of them, the other 10% shut up as well, okay? And so they, they, that's what they've done uh, throughout the universe. That works on children who are mentally and maturity level between eight and 11. When you get from 11 to 14 or above, that doesn't work as well. And they have, they have no concept in their minds that the total collective consciousness of the human race is different than it was 40 years ago. It is as different for that it was 40 years ago as 40 years ago was to a thousand years ago. They are unaware of that. That's why they're still business as usual. And and they, everyone's like, oh, they'll come up with something only if you let them. Okay, if you just continue to be that way, the way you are. That's why, with the, when it comes to scriptures, when it comes to prophecies, a lot of us you you don't hear talk about that anymore because. Uh, the people were, got to the point where they started listening to guys like me who were saying, you can't say those things because it's propagating fear. You can't do that. You have to tell the truth because they've tried they tried to warp everything into the uh, the end of days that the world's coming to an end and everyone's going to die. So revelations was the world's going to come uh, to, to, to death. We're all going to die. Therefore, everyone's afraid. They don't want to read it. They don't want to know about it. That's why they did that. It wasn't because that's what it tells about. It never says that anywhere. Nowhere in there does it say the entire world is going to end and all humans are going to die. Nowhere in any of the prophecies is that foretold. Okay, that's the truth. Except for those prophecies that say, hey, look, look out. If you don't make changes in your society, a lot of people are going to die. That's what Nostradamus did. This doesn't have to come to pass. But if you guys don't change a few things, this could happen because I saw this in one potential future. We have algorithms that actually do that now. We've made movies about it. Okay, so that's my point of that, right? So literally, there's an access point for you. And all of the stuff that's in all of these Bibles is, in fact, getting around algorithms that you have to be an adult to understand. And if you are actually an adult to understand it, it unlocks this knowledge within you, not just by reading those. You do this by yourself without reading those. However, once you do unlock this knowledge within yourself and you start reading these ancient books and tomes, you start going, wait a minute. Does anyone else see this? Only those people who are of the ears to hear, the eyes to see, the mind to know. You notice these these phrases. They're the ones that are in these dusty old tomes. If you are, that means that it's esoteric. Here's a secret knowledge that's here hidden. And here's the code to tell you this is a highlighter. If you have the ears, let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. Before it is a human number, everyone's like, yeah, it's the number 666. We all know that is the devil. That's a corruption that's not true. It is actually the number of the humans, the human race. 666 is this third dimensional place and the human condition in this third dimensional place. And if you don't believe me, go to my uh, pages and look at the reels or shorts or whatever they're called. And you'll see in the last seven or eight that I posted in the last two weeks, you'll see that that's exactly what we talk about and go back to Jacqueline's show last week and the 15-minute the commercial for last week and then two weeks prior to that and listen to what we talk about. And, and you will see that we're showing you images that, t- that show you what how we got how they got to 666 and what they were trying to tell you in these books. But it was corrupted and the information was not given to you fully, like the Garden of Eden scenario. Not The information is not given to you fully and they turned that into all women are evil Because of original sin, because the woman didn't listen to God and then tricked the man. So it's not my fault. I'm a man. It wasn't my fault. It's you evil women's fault. And therefore, you're second class citizens. Because the woman was the one who figured the shit out first. So you got to shut them up. That was what that entire scenario, how they created that and recreated that story and morphed it into the one that is there today for the Garden of Eden was to shut up and stifle women. And they've been doing it ever since they put out a book in the 15, 16, 1700s into the 1800s called The Witch's Hammer. And they used that here in the United States in Salem. And they murdered women to shut up all free thinking women. They've been doing that across the the earth ever since. And that's what they did with the Bible when they changed the, the meaning of the that particular story, was to shut women up. And then they treated you guys like slaves and like ownership forever until you fought for your own equality. Uh, and thank the gods that the shift was happening as we were moving into the age of Aquarius uh, to get the feminine energy back on uh, into our uh, equation. Uh, and going forward, that uh, that in, that energy is going to become dominant. It is now, but there's people that are fighting against it. Some of you don't know what I'm saying, and some of you out there are going, "Oh, here's one of those men who wants to be a woman." You know, it's surprising they still make that that model of man. But then on the other side, there's the women that are the same way that are the opposite completely, and they're yeah, surprising they still make that model. But you have to have that, right? So those low vibrational thinking children are not going to get what I'm saying, or they think I'm nuts. Most of my family thinks I'm crazy. Okay, let's continue.
1: Is there any reason other than that they just wanted to produce more leisure time in the last, say, 100 years of the cycle? Is this the total reason? Ra, I am Ra.
0: Right. Peter said this is why people need to read. It said leave, though. That's his accent and him talking to his uh, his thing. That's why people need to read the Emerald texts versus versus the real, right, Uh, at knowledge. And then he did some math that was that you guys, if you know math, you can figure that out. Uh, it'll take me a second to figure it out, but I, I see where he's going with that. And, and literally, <laughs> literally, he's, he's correct, 100%. Rick said, yes, <laughs> right? Uh, literally, he's correct. So you have to read these texts, these ancient texts. But it, it, when you go online, it's really hard because there's so much disinformation out there that, like, if you look up the Hermetica, uh, everyone's reading the, and listening to the Hermetica. And, uh, and now, finally, they're, they're actually putting a disclaimer on there saying, be careful, because this is based on, like, H.P. Lovecraft and, and things like that. This is actually not the real uh, um, book, uh, and then it's been changed. And I noticed that when people were reading it, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Ganji. Uh, no, no offense to him, because he's a great uh, man and makes a lot of money, and he does voiceovers. But uh, the people who wrote some of the stuff that he goes into detail in voiceovers They changed from the original where it said God. Their own people, Africans in Egypt, used the term God 5,000 years ago. But now because that's passe and the modern people looking at ancient Egyptian culture are picking middle to modern Egyptian culture. And they're translating the word God to Ra or uh, or one of the other deities in the religion that they think is the original religion of the Egyptians, which is not, it's post-dynastic, but it's modern post-dynastic. And the Egyptians, all of their scrolls, which you can read in the Book of Kells, which Peter always talks about, and the Colbrin Bible in Scotland, Those scrolls came from Egypt, came out of Egypt during the crusade, or I'm sorry, not the crusade, during the exodus with Moses. Jews and Egyptians who left Egypt with Moses to go back to Jerusalem brought with them this ancient knowledge from Egypt. And those scrolls never referred to God other than God. And it wasn't a translation. But these people now are going. Well, we should be talking about thoth, thoth, toth, depending on potato, potato. Uh, but they don't. They usually say, uh, you know, raw or or Hermes, or or and those are gods, but they're not the actual ones from from the actual scrolls. Now, Hermes being the Hermetica, if you want, want to read the actual translation of that book. Uh, uh, the, instead of uh, reading the the uh, the Hermetica, read the the Corpus Hermeticus. Corpus Hermeticus is uh, is a Greek translation, but the Greeks did not change anything; just they translated it into Greek, and then those words were translated into modern English without tra- changing the meaning of the of the book. So the the oldest version of this Hermetic text is the Corpus Hermeticus. Okay, And that is, that is a completely different, uh, it's not a 100% different, it's not, but it is as different to the Hermetica as the Old Testament is to the book of uh, Turan, the Torah, the Hebrew Torah. It is that different. So if you read the Torah and you read the Old Testament in the Christian, Western Judeo-Christian uh, pantheon, you'll see there's a complete difference in the narrative. The same thing with the Hermetica and the Corpus Hermeticus. Corpus Hermeticus is 5,000 years old. The Hermetica was printed in the 1800s. Okay. So look you need to look that stuff up. That's the stuff you have to do when you're researching. You can't call yourself a theologian without researching this stuff. Okay. Uh, So there's people out there who are into theology, but, you know, I don't have a piece of paper by somebody in the third dimension in that particular genre, but I've literally started learning about religions when I was six years old. And I have spent my entire life trying to learn every religion, everything about them, everything about their origins, all their translations, my entire life. I, I you Know it all On it? Nope. Nope. Still learning. I will never, you can't ever know everything. There's never going to be a time when I'm waiting for the human to go, I got to the end of the internet and actually said that you've learned everything. It's just, it's, it's infinite. So you can't. Am I? The, is there people that know more than me? Well, I fucking hope so. I hope so. We're in trouble if I know more about uh, theology than anyone else. If I know more about any subject than everyone else on this planet, we're in trouble. So, uh, so I hope there's other people out there and I always know that because I can look them up and find them. And it's refreshing to find somebody who teaches me something. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen because that would be arrogant. What I'm saying is because everyone teaches me something when I talk to them long enough, it doesn't take long because you guys have a different point of view, every single one of us. So when I say something, then someone repeats it back to me and says, what about this? I'm like, what? I never even thought of that. If I did, I probably would have said it that way. So i am never think and not open to learning. I'm very open to that and hoping that it happens every single moment of every conversation that I have with people. It's disappointing when you talk to somebody who's obviously of the flesh stuck in 3d and then they just don't want to have any part of you and they think I'm crazy It's disappointing but they are where they are in their development so I don't I don't fault them for that because it doesn't mean that they're that they're that they're simple because they may have done what I'm doing now four generations ago four lifetimes ago. And now they're focusing on the kind of done it completely different than me. So, in this lifetime, particularly where they are, they're not focusing on anything spiritual and they're just focusing on being alive. So, you can't judge someone. That's right. It's hence the, the Christian uh, motto of judge not, lest ye be judged. Because the truth is, you don't know where they are in their development. Just because where they currently are in this lifetime doesn't mean that's where they've always been and they're brand new and that they're just children. That person could have been Hermes Trismegistus 4,000 years ago and is taking this life to, to uh, learn what it means to just live. I took, apparently, I don't remember doing this, but I could look into it if I wanted to. I can access anything that I want to do, and I don't do that because it's not important to me. It's already been done. It's in the Akashic Record. It's in my Hall of Records. So when I reflect, that's all there in all my lifetimes. So I focus each lifetime uh, on what I'm trying to do while I'm down here, and people are, and I try to teach people that. Oh, What do you know? What, don't you want to know where you were in your past lives? Well, I know like four already. And I've proven two of them because I found my dead body. I'm not literally like, well, yes, two literally in the ground in the grave. <laughs> but I was like, there's a person that's named this who died on this day at this place. And they shouldn't be in this cemetery unless they move the cemetery and have gone there. But that was me. That was me 150 years ago. Uh, I was that person. And, I, you know, and I couldn't have made that up. And some people are like, well, you could have looked that up and just picked somebody. Oh, okay, yeah. You, and, and you know, I could also be Jesus Christ or Abraham Lincoln as well. I could be the pharaohs uh, as well. It's just as, it, just as plausible. I could be purple. It's just as plausible as what they just said. Okay, let's continue with what Ra's talking about with the negative influence of the Orion Crusaders and how they were uh, trying to use... This information in a negative way, and also the Orion uh, Confederation, uh, which is the the uh, the Orion uh, the people from Orion uh, that are part of the coalition uh, of of light uh, and Council of Light from Orion that are still currently here. And I know this because I'm a part of that. So is Peter that is in the audience, and we actually came here with that Council, which really freaks people out when we talk about raw, and They're like, "Oh, so you think you're wrong No, no, no. We're separate from the raw uh, beings, that's an entirely different species, who stayed together and has chosen to, uh, but they came here, we came here uh, from the same place they came here from, uh, but with a different coalition, uh, but part of the main body of coalitions that, that came here from Iran. That scares people, was we haven't been talking about that until Peter Coyle kept telling me it was time to roll that out, to the world and i held back for over two years not wanting to talk about that and finally they bugged me enough in the universe that i went it is really that time okay here we go hail mary and we started punting uh and of course we're getting blowback and people think we're crazy but then it's no different than what people already thought about us so i was scared for no reason because everybody thought i was crazy 10 years ago and when i was 12 and when i was 10 years old and when i was 15 years old and that hasn't changed so my my angst Peter kept telling me. Peter Coyle, right in the audience, right here, kept telling me to, to not worry about that and just it's time. It's time. He kept trying to push me. You need to get out there more. You need to do this. You get on TikTok. Get over here. Uh, he's been pushing me since I've uh, was talking to him the last five years. He's been pushing me, and I've been holding back the reins and not pushing forward. And now I'm pushing forward, and he's laughing uh, because I I wasn't doing that before. Um, and. I remember I just talked to Jacqueline the other day and uh, when we were, I think she may have said it when we were live. I don't remember if she did. But she said when when her and I first started talking about five or six years ago and I was coming out and saying the things I'm saying now, she was like, oh, my God, we can talk about that? <laughs> and she was like, we're allowed to do that? She just told me that. I didn't realize she thought that. but it, But it was the truth. Most of us were told and had been hiding what we knew our entire lives and couldn't say anything. And so when I started openly talking about it, she was like, we can we can say that stuff out loud now on the air? Oh, my God. So now she's gone crazy just like I have. And and she's out there just telling you what's going on in the universe. And, and whether you get it or not is esoteric. If you're ready for it, you get it. If you're not, you think we're crazy. All right, let's continue.
1: This is not the total reason. Approximately two zero zero two hundred of your years in the past, as you measure time, there began to be a significant amount of entities who by seniority were incarnating for learn slash teaching purposes rather than for the lesser of the learn slash teachings of those less aware of the process.
0: And this has been happening exponentially since then. So he's talking 40 years ago. He's telling about 200 years, about 250 years prior to that and the amount of people that were coming through to do what I'm doing now. And not just me, but billions. Every time I say millions, Jacqueline corrects me and says billions Because the the population of Earth in 1984, 1981, is when this is being said, that we're all saying now. 1981, there was 2.7 billion humans, 2.7 billion souls, human souls on this Earth. There are currently 7.9 billion human souls on this Earth. And uh, literally, I remember Jamie Watson-Wolf a month or two ago, uh, when she was doing a a reading on, on myself live, and uh, she said, wait, you're not even from here. You're, you're, are you an alien? You're not even from here. Uh, Peter uh, G.V. And I think Peter might have been there, Peter Carl. but Peter G.V. was in the audience. And, uh, and you know, literally, uh, I think uh, Penny and, Den- and Denise were there. Uh, literally, I was like, well, you know, Peter said, you know, well, yeah, he's born here, but his soul is not from here. And her guides said to her, you do realize that more than 50% of you are not from Earth. So and then later well, we talked about that and she was like, oh, wow, I was thinking that they were saying just the people in the audience. And then she's like, now I see the truth of that, that literally they were telling her, you do realize that more than 50 percent of the population of humans on this planet were born in human bodies and are living here. But their soul is not from this earth. More than 50 percent of them are not from the solar system. So you guys out there listening to me, 60% or higher of you out there on the earth, you were born legally, just like I was, in this form, in this body, on this earth. You're from here, in this physical plane. Your immortal soul did not get its origin on this earth, okay? More than 50%. Some of the people lived in this, in this uh, first, second uh, dimension in the solar system and then migrated to Earth to be in the third dimension. But it's less than half of the current souls occupying this planet. That's actually a, a, a number that's more normal than anyone would imagine in third dimensional worlds everywhere. Because when a, a planet, the, there's not as many planets that sustain first, second, and third dimensional life. First and second, yes, that happens in most planets that that have a, a dimension, because you have plants, you have birds, you have animals, you have something uh, that is there for you to see in the environment. Third dimensional beings, uh, even though there's like 25, you know, or 50 percent of the universe. It is not the rest of the universe. Fourth, fifth, and sixth and up becomes more populated because that's the upper portion where most people are getting back to the one. It doesn't become less, it becomes more. Okay. It becomes higher density and it becomes, and then well, there's a split at the mid heaven level, halfway through the sixth, that actually does shift and it becomes less and less as you go up. So the population is mostly down here, and then uh, then they ascend. Once you get to the, the, the sixth, that population decreases uh, only because it takes people longer to get up to the sixth and then and then go from there because the, halfway through the sixth, evil can't uh, go. So a lot of evil people stay there for a long time before they realize uh, that they need to repent and change their ways so they can continue on the upward battle. So that's really where the, the giant population is, is in the fifth and sixth. Density and halfway through the sixth density and then it then it thins out as it goes up from there Just like it is down on the bottom. So I know that's all crazy And some of you probably think I'm nuts now for saying that Uh, But however the way it works is first and second all the people that go into a third have to go to the nearest uh, Planet that sustains third-dimensional life. Uh, So they're they're not as as widely available So some people are coming from a long distance So you have a lot of people that show up on a third-dimensional planet from elsewhere that didn't do their first and second dimension on that particular planet. But that has happened here because we have trees, we have plants, we have flowers, we have uh, insects, we have animals, we have water, rocks, all this matter around us. That's all alive. That all becomes eventually a third dimensional being who is self-aware and then ascends from there. That's just how it works, guys. All right, let's continue.
1: This was our signal to enable communication to take place. The wanderers which came among you began to make themselves felt at approximately this time, firstly offering ideas or thoughts containing the distortion of free will. This was the prerequisite for further wanderers which had information of a more specific nature to offer. The thought must precede the action.
0: Right, so you had a bunch of people who came here particularly to give the idea of free will. Look back in the history of Earth, look back and and when, uh, when that changed in our societal structure, of free thinking people, right? You go all the way back to Greece, Leonidas, literally his speech that he gave at at Thermopylae was that few men stood against tyranny, that free men were able to stand against tyranny of a a oppressive King Xerxes, who was coming to try and, and do just that. So that was three and a half thousand years ago. Uh, So it was already uh, uh, propagating. And then all of our cultural histories from around the world, King Arthur, Jesus, Thor, all of these characters that are the savior character in all literature, including all the way back to Marduk, was teaching free will, freedom of choice, and fighting against tyranny. So that, that is the prerequisite to ascension is the idea of free will and then when you start thinking about being free then you start free, freely thinking hence shutting up women with changing the narrative and blaming them for free thinking and stifling them because women are more independent than men are they're harder to control historically and they always have been therefore they had to evil had to control women first because otherwise they would get men thinking Okay, Pontius Pilate, his wife was the one who was like, dude, the emperor in Rome, because of your evil hand and your heavy hand on killing the Jews is good. It's already threatened you that if you do this and have too much violence now, he's going to murder you. I don't want you to die because if you die, I'm outed from she didn't say that out loud. But if you die, I'm outed and I don't get all this fucking power and wealth you need to shut the fuck up. And he was like, yeah, 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 you're right. If I do that, I'm going to get killed. So he had to wash his hands to the whole thing. That's what, that's what Pilate did. He didn't do it because he didn't want to kill the Jews. He wanted to attack them and and beat them into utter submission. But he was already doing that so much that the emperor who was wiser was like, look, we have to rule these people. And if you keep us in a perpetual state of, of being at odds and at war with one another, eventually they're going to rise up and overthrow the government. So you can't do that. You need to stop killing those people and work with them. The same thing happened in the United States during the uh, Revolutionary War. The General Cornwallis was stifling his his uh, officers who were, were trying to be, you know, heavy-handed and murdering people. If you watch the movie uh, The Patriot, you see that in there. And Colonel uh, uh, Norrington was one of those people who were using a heavy hand, and he was pissed off at Norrington and said, "Look." We're going to have to have commerce with these people after we stop this uprising. So we can't go around just murdering people because that's going to create generations of hatred towards the English until he needed that. And then he made a deal with, uh, with Norrington to actually go further and do the, the, the evil shit. And then that way, if it didn't play out, he would be the one that would take the blame they do that all the time they're called uh, they're called the expendables many comedy movies called titled that that show you that where these guys were turned against those very people who were hiring them to be expendable because they decided they weren't expendable okay and agreed karen 100 percent. karen said i'm gonna put this up on the screen karen i hope you're okay with that uh karen literally says I believe let me put my glasses on so I can I can quote you for those of you listening on the MP3 file file. I believe it's all one journey. Yes, it is. Good and evil is all one journey. They all serve each other. And that was my point of what I was getting to when I said yeah earlier was before you got on about uh when they if they would have created Jesus to control the world, it was it backfired because everything that evil people do, including COVID, backfired uh, and turned more people into freer thinking people. So Karen says. I believe that it's all one journey, no death, just a, a continuation of our journey. And what comes next depends on how you navigated what was once before and how many memories you regain and retain absolutely because that is the truth of it that's why they try to take history away from us because if we uh, you know if we have to have history you know the old saying is that we need we need to read history so that we don't repeat itself because history always repeats itself the truth is everything has a cyclical nature and it is going to repeat itself so if you don't read history the same thing that happened 100 years ago or 500 years ago is going to happen again in the modern day so the same thing will happen and here's the thing everyone's like oh evil's going to take over and we're all going to go no Evil has always tried to take over. This is Karen's point. Evil has always tried to take over. But what has happened? They've taken over for a while. Then the people have risen up, destroyed evil, and evil was uh, subdued for a long period until they gained control again. And guess what? Then they're on the uptick. They try to take over. They take over as much as they can, and they do damage to people until everybody rises up against them once again. It's cyclical nature. And so literally, let me read this to you again and think about what I just said. Uh, it's, you know, Karen says, I believe it's all one journey, because it is, it's all connected, the yin and the yang is just a beautiful dance, and when you rise above the third dimension to the fourth, and especially in the fifth, and you're looking back down, you see that the yin and the yang, that is literally just the kundalini and the kunda buffer, it is literally just the, the woven fabric of the masculine and feminine, and it's perfect, and it has to be in harmony, one has to be the opposite of the other uh, for it to all work, so no death, just a continuation of your journey, I have a meme that I put out that uh, literally uh, says that, or a reel. One of the images that it shows on there says, "Energy never dies; it just transforms into something else or another uh, life." And that's what—that's uh, another uh, what uh, you know uh, uh, allegory about what Karen is saying. So the journey uh, it, it continues uh, of your journey, and what comes next depends on how you navigated what was once before and right? Or before you end, how many memories you regained and retained. Okay. So what you have learned from uh, what you have learned as the experiencer and what you've experienced and what you got from that experience. And that's where it goes back to the Jedi uh, saying of uh, when uh, 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 Obi-Wan was talking to Luke and he said when Obi-Wan was dead coming through. And it is just funny because everybody was like, it's okay that, that Luke is talking to a ghost but but uh, but none of that's true. But right. So it was OK that, that Luke was That was great for entertainment. But then when it came to a uh, spiritual uh, mindset, uh, then it, now it's just a movie. Right. Obi-Wan says, to Luke, you'll have to realize that all the truths we cling to depend greatly on a certain point of view. And that is ours because of what it is that we learn. OK, so, yeah, Penny said you were here before you were there before we were all here before many times. The average uh, time for the soul, just, so you know, when you become self-aware, then you start in the 3D, wherever it is, whatever planet on here. You happen to be human. You could be a whale or a dolphin or a couple other things, too, by the way. But no one acknowledges that uh, it, it, there's a few a few life forms that are uh, self-aware on this planet that are that are going through what we're going through in a different way. Uh, so let's just focus on humans. You become a human and, the, and you're self-aware. I think therefore I am, which is a four and a half thousand year old uh, philosophical thought. I think therefore I am. And that meant, that meant I exist, not just my brain works. I exist and am conscious. Therefore I am. That's one of those things where the word think uh, 4,000 years ago meant to be uh, self-aware and conscious. Uh, and, and, uh, not just my physical brain, this matter or tissue inside my head is moving. Okay. But yes, so you become self-aware then, uh, it takes seven to 10 lifetimes. And a lot of people don't even want to believe in reincarnation. That's one thing that they're trying to teach you that you only live once. So therefore, uh, you know, nothing means anything and just shut up, sit down and wait for your savior to get here. It'll get here eventually, probably not in this lifetime. So just chill and do what I tell you to do. That's the, the corruption that they're trying to take from you uh, and to keep you into the mindset. Seven to 10 lifetimes is the average uh, supposed to take for a, a human uh, to navigate and learn all of these things, which is uh, you know getting back to what Karen was saying, that what you're supposed to take, what happened before in the lifetimes that you were, what's happening now and learn from all of those things so that in each lifetime you learn something new until you learn the total amounts like us going from kindergarten what we call it here at preschool here in america and then going through 1 through 12 grades there's that 1 through 12 number again and then going to college and learning things. So you graduate from the, the one school, of thought of the child into adulthood, and then you're still learning. That's what, you know, first, second, and third dimension going into the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth dimension is going to college. And then above that. So you're, you're an adult going now learning adult things if you're in the fourth and fifth dimension. So it takes seven to 10 lifetimes for you to become an adult. And some people do it very quickly. So it, it, that's why it's seven to 10 is the average. But the truth is the average is probably 6.5. Again, there's that 6.5 halfway through the sixth dimension thing. Uh, uh, and then you literally don't have to do this anymore. You move on unless you're in service to others or in service to the all. And then you might come back and do what I'm doing and many uh, billions of people on this earth to get extra credit. Because that's part of the learning curve up there is that self-sacrifice. So so it's it's set into the ecosystem of third, fourth, and fifth dimension, that fourth and fifth dimensional density beings come back to third density to do what I'm doing here to help along the people that are here because the creator of the universe realized that he was, she, they were a lazy fuck, okay? We're fucking lazy, and and what we've created is a bunch of lazy souls that are sitting around going, yeah, man, I'm God, dude, it's cool. We'll get there eventually. So I'm not in any hurry because I know I'm God, right? So all that had to change. So we had to create the boogeyman uh, and have the boogeyman chase you around, and then that uh, set things in motion to say, "Hey, then we can we can also keep them moving along faster by having some people sacrifice to come back to learn what it is to be that teacher to the teach learn." And uh, and then that also teaches them uh, at a at a smaller level to then uh, strive to become that teacher eventually, and that's the same thing with the prerequisite that Ross talking about about the idea of free will being introduced by higher dimensional beings coming down here to help, which propagates the the uh, narrative in the minds to free up people's minds and the possibility of expansion, and that plants the seed of teaching. And then uh, you start to learn, you start to teach, and you start to teach, you start to learn. And then eventually when you get out of here, you realize that coming back here is just natural to help people. Not because if you don't do it, evil's going to take over. But that's what you think in the beginning when you first wake up. is that, oh, no, we have to fight against evil. It's a war. And then you can either be stuck there for a very long time or you can move past that and go, oh, it's not actually a war. It's just a dance. It is, in fact, what is supposed to happen. There is no right and wrong. And some people get mad at me when I say this and the churches get mad at me. I'll probably be excommunicated from the Catholic Church and the Christian Church once my book goes published. uh, But I don't care because I'm not living by their leave, nor do I need their acceptance to uh, teach what I'm teaching. Raw said that if you go back and read book one, session one through three, you'll find that he says there is no right and wrong. There just is. And if you don't know the rest of the books and what I'm telling you now That doesn't mean as much to you until you realize what it means. What it means is that everything that you think is either good versus evil is only the beginning stage of the realization of that dance because you're oblivious to it until you're not. And then you you think you have to fight against evil to stop them because they're trying to take over the world and they're winning and we have to defeat them. And then when you gain the knowledge and move past that, you giggle about how silly that even is. Because all of this is put there on purpose just to drive you to change, period. All right, let's continue with Ra.
1: 26.14 questioner, could you please make the instrument cough? Ra, cough. 26.15 questioner, wondering if the one, Abraham Lincoln, could have possibly been a wanderer? Ra, I am Ra. This is incorrect. This entity was a normal, shall we say? Earth being which chose to leave the vehicle and allow an entity to use it on a permanent basis. This is relatively rare compared to the phenomenon of wanderers.
0: Uh, We'll continue with that, but I wanted to say, Anna, maybe you should be, no one has pushed you yet. Maybe you should see if you can come on live tomorrow (laughs) with us. It'll be early in the morning for you. You're in Australia, so it'll be, Rick, what did we say, six or seven? In the morning it's noon my time that's gmt minus seven so you're like 15 or 16 maybe 17 hours ahead of me right now uh but we're gonna be on Jacqueline taylor's show tomorrow talking about um all of this uh, stuff and what it entails and what the what it takes uh what with the price we pay all of these things um maybe you might want to be on there to talk tomorrow so that you can get some of this stuff out in Melbourne. maybe i didn't didn't you say you might be able to do too as well what you a couple of you guys should come on onto jacqueline's show with me and peter gv uh and talk about this stuff tomorrow it's going to be cool bo welcome brother another another voice from australia has woken up right <laughs> all right let's continue so the wanderers
1: right you would do better considering the incarnations of wanderers such as the one known as thomas the one known as benjamin 26.16 questioner, I am assuming you mean Thomas Edison and Benjamin Franklin. Raw. this is incorrect. We were intending to convey the sound vibration complex. Thomas Jefferson, the other, correct. 26.17 questioner.
0: I almost paused that because I was like, I don't remember if he says who he's talking about. And
1: then I was going to throw that out. Now,
0: if you look at uh, Jefferson uh, or Edison and, and the like, of which he's referring to, think about what they've done in history. Uh, and what they did for uh, the world—not not just the United States, but the world—because of their ideology and the things that they talked about, with the say the, the do good letters uh, that they put out, that changed. They literally uh, built their own printing press to print information. That'd be like starting a website today or a chat, right? And literally having a, an avenue for people to come to get truth. Uh, And that's what they did. But the genre, the technology they had back then was a printing press, printing periodicals and and newspapers Uh, that would literally be like creating a Facebook or a Twitter today, having a platform to be able to get information out. No different. It'd be exactly the same thing or an app for your phone uh, that they couldn't control. That's exactly what they had to do back in their time in the 1700s because they had a control and a monopoly over the printing presses. So they went and built their own printing press and started printing shit and getting it out to the people and sending it out. And they continued doing that. I did that. I was working with the IRA that were printing out that same uh, still printing newspapers. And getting it out and putting it in all the pubs all around the world to get the information out to the world about what was going on in Ireland and trying to free Ireland and set up the coalitions to help free the rest of the world. I was the one of the people, not the only one, but one of the people who said there's this thing called the Internet. Have you guys heard of it? It's the way of the future. And I'm going to set up some uh, information highways. And so basically I did that. I started chat rooms at the time. That was the new printing press the new periodical newspaper and i literally set those chat rooms up not using this alias using two others and uh went to work for the irish republican army uh, literally the irish government the secret service and i was uh, putting propaganda out to the rest of the world to to help free the world by exposing the cabal that was my entire intention always uh, Ireland happened to be what I helped use because I'm uh, part Irish, I'm 90% Irish, and my bloodline is, is uh, royalty in Ireland. So I literally used those ties to uh, get into coalitions by helping those people and the people in this country and then went from there to a global industry that we all took all of that, uh, the inroads that we got and found and made by doing that back in the early 90s. Uh, When the internet hit all the way up until now and then we turned those into these large coalitions that were behind the scenes Into and moved them into the modern era. So it wasn't just me I'm not saying I was like the father of all that So don't quote me and say no. No, he says he created the internet or he created the resistance No, it's been on this planet forever. It's always been underground fighting Uh, We just helped take them into the modern age when literally in a time where it is uh, the government of the United States of America, officially all these old geezers that are just that are all dying of old age, Dianne Feinstein finally kicked the bucket because uh, she's been in the office for about 250 years here in the United States. I think she was at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Well, she wouldn't have been able to sign it back then because women weren't allowed. So she was probably a barmaid or a waitress at the time. Uh, But I'm not saying she didn't have anything to do with the Declaration of Independence. I'm just saying that they wouldn't let any women sign it. That's why only men signed it, because that's how it worked back then. Women were second-class citizens. Anyway, not saying that that was right, but that's the way they treated them. (laughs) So anyways, so she finally kicked the bucket. So uh, so I think the last person in the American government who actually witnessed Jesus' death just keeled over. Okay, so... My point of this is that they're so old, they had no idea what the internet was. And I remember in the 90s, going into the 2000s, even on television, newscasters going, what's this thing called? The internet? What's this dot com thing? Somebody and the producers had to start telling them. I was at the time realizing because I was working with computers already at the time, writing code. I was realizing that it was the wave of the future and I should have gotten in where everybody else was, where they were buying the dot coms and sitting on them and selling them for millions of dollars to get rich. I didn't do that because I was too busy trying to do what I'm doing now back then. And I, and I probably could have made it better for myself. Had I become a, a trillionaire, it would be easier to do what we're doing now with all that money that I could have made and then used. but who knows what that would have done to me. Maybe it would have made me one of them or, or who knows, you know, which just wasn't in what I was supposed to do. I wasn't supposed to be a billionaire at the t- you know at the time, but we were we realized that and said this is the way of the future. So they they never once questioned it when I said this is what I want to do. I was accepted immediately and and they literally uh, vetted me. And once I told them who I was in real life, I, I literally was in. It didn't. I mean, I, there was no question. <laughs> there was just no question. Once they vetted me that I was who I actually am, uh, they were like here. And so. Literally, I had people asking me questions because I would have the, the speech at the time. It was uh, Jerry Adams was the president. This is how far back that goes, right? Jerry Adams was the president of Ireland. And I, w- I had a speech before he said it. I had a copy of it and was publishing it. I would always wait and I would publish it when he was live, you know, uh, uh, eight hours ahead. So I knew he was going to live at say, you know, uh, 10 a.m. my time because it was in the afternoon over there. Uh, to speak uh, to the world. And then I would publish. And sometimes I published it a few minutes early and people were like, where are you getting this? And I'm like, from Sinn Féin. And they're like, w- w- who are you? And, you know. And I'm like, I work with Shen Féin. I am Shen Féin. Uh, so of course, the FBI over here didn't like me, uh, the, the government over here, but they couldn't touch me because I was actually a government agent a foreign government agent, registered as a foreign government agent. So I I was able to operate inside the United States because I wasn't doing anything against and spying on the United States of America. Working with the United States government, even though I was working against the cabal, I was working with the cabal and against the cabal at the same time. It's a fine line we walk, people. Uh, And sometimes when people get my knowledge of what I did do, they're like, so wait a minute, you did evil shit? No, I didn't do evil shit. I just worked with evil people to, to, uh, to do shit. Uh, and some of the stuff that I did do is not the atrocities, but I was associated with and knew about it. So, yeah, uh, you know, some people get mad at me and go, well, why don't you do something? Because then you get run over. The squeaky wheel gets the kick, man. You get run over. The only way that, you know, the enemy of my enemy. And uh, so you have to have inroads. And the only way that you can do that is you have to find those people within those agencies that are in service to others not in service to self and that's the way it is everywhere so you can't assume that all governments are evil and that everybody in those governments and all the departments are evil because it's only 14 percent of the population of this particular planet that is in fact evil all the rest are trying to do good they're just being stifled and controlled by evil people okay so but i'm not afraid to say it anymore i wouldn't i would have never said that until about four years ago five years ago i've never told anyone that out loud except for my family they all knew it because my whole entire family has been uh, IRA members, <laughs> had friends. My ex-wife, my first wife, she was she had more friends in the freaking IRA and the military than I did, literally. She knew all the women. She knew everybody's wife. <laughs> and she would tell me shit. I'm like, where'd you get that? And she's like, I'm, I have Irish friends that are over there that are in the military. And I'm like, what? And then, you know, other people in other uh, countries that she knew. She knew more people than I did. My brother's wife's the same way. My brother's wife, we laugh. She's the, I know a guy. Guy, woman, it doesn't matter what it is. I need an Abrams tank. I know a guy, she's that person. She knows a guy who can do everything, and she doesn't just say that, she does. Right? So, when she says, I got a guy, she has a guy. So, if you're literally, I would laugh and I'm like, I bet I can get an aircraft carrier through her. I needed freaking aircraft carrier the size of the Nimitz, right? Uh, and she, oh, I got a guy, <laughs> I know somebody. Let me make a phone call, right? She's that guy. Everybody who knows someone like that, if you've ever been in any kind of military or business you know who i'm talking about there's always that person who collects people i did that when i I started doing that when i was in in construction and maintenance and 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 working for the agencies was the same way i had i had like i walked around with like three cell phones and people used to laugh why do you have all these different cell phones i'm like i have a personal phone i have a company phone and then i have a business phone or a company company phone. And so literally I had, uh, you know, literally I'd be sitting down as one of those guys that had like three phones, like people have four and five remotes. I had three or four cell phones, not a joke because a different cell phone was for a different purpose in life. One was the job I did during the day. One was my personal phone with my family and friends and my wife and, and stuff. And then one was agency phones right, that I had, and, and there was a couple of those, so that's what's funny about that, and so depending on which phone rang, I would be the person I would be when I answered the phone, not a joke, so my family laughed about it, because I walked around with three cell phones, <laughs> right, and so there were some things, like on Facebook, on my 40th birthday, uh, there's a lot of, uh, if you read the pictures of my birthday, and read the captions of my birthday, I made fun of myself, because it was all IRA-themed, because everybody that was there, <laughs> Because everybody that was there. Uh, so that's hilarious. So it literally, I, I make comments about that, uh, jokingly, about some shit. Like I'm looking in one of the bags and I'm like, wait a minute, this thing's ticking. Is this a bomb? I mean, things like that, right? Uh, so that's kind of funny. Okay, let's continue.
1: Thank you. Can you tell me where the entity that used Lincoln Abraham's body, what density he came from and where? Bruh, I-
0: right? I did that once when, in my 40th birthday when my brother was on his cell phone. There's a picture of him standing there on his cell phone. And I was laughing, uh, and I when I when I wrote it, and I said the caption was something like, uh, "like uh, um, I don't give a shit what you do, kill all the people, grab the money, don't forget the whiskey, you know, and stuff like that, right?" So yeah, you know, it, it, that's why I laugh when they do that in movies where somebody's talking and they make some comment, and somebody walks up to them. I've had that happen, to where I was talking to somebody in a foreign country that was doing something and you know so like captain kirk did that in one of the movies when they were here in the when they came back in time to san francisco in the in the i guess it was the 80s or the 90s in that movie and he's on his phone on his on his uh, communicator and he was like okay i told you not to bother me on this phone now all right good luck phasers on stun and he pressed the button and she was like what you're with the government or something right i've had those conversations where i'm talking to somebody about something and i'm like you know, one time I was literally out in public and, and I was talking and I was on hands free with an earpiece in my ear. And I was talking to somebody and I, and I was literally there were there were some guys that were doing an op and they were going in. And I was like, OK, now, remember, no killings unless somebody shoots you. That is not authorized unless you are shot at. And and I look up and somebody heard me say that. <laughs> and I pointed to my ear and, and then, you know, shook my head like, you know, whatever, these crazy people. Uh, And they were looking at me like, what the fuck was that guy talking about? Who was he talking to? Right? I mean, but you see that in movies sometimes when cell phones became prevalent, they added those into movies and you would see guys sitting in a coffee shop And I would laugh because that was so true. It does actually happen. Sitting in a coffee shop, talking to somebody in in some foreign country to where they're about to go in and blow some shit up, sneak in, kill people and and grab something or somebody. And they're giving them, you know, uh, telling them what the op is or what they can and can't do, how they can engage according to what rules. And somebody overhears them. And in the movie, you just laugh and you're like, "Ah, yeah. And I'm like, that happens in real life more than you actually fucking think. That's what's crazy. Right. Uh, because sometimes you don't have a time to run and hide in a fucking phone booth where nobody can hear you. And you, but then p- people are so surreal or they think everything is so surreal. They don't believe you anyway. That's why I can tell you this now, because 90 percent of you who hear me, this are just going to laugh and go. He's just so making this up. But there's like two of you in the audience that know what I'm saying to you is actually true. <laughs> that I'm aware of. Some of you could be listening. And I know that, the uh, you know, the agencies are listening too. That's why I like to fuck with them right? Because I know they're still listening to everything that I say. I was told by even psychics and other off-world people that I have people on earth and off-world listening to everything that I say. That's true because I'm one of those people that they're paying attention to. And I'm not like, you know, it's not like there's few of us either. There's a fucking lot of us around this planet, millions of us that they're actually really seriously paying attention to because of what we say, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Ring away. Why don't you give me a call, right? Yeah. Okay. Right? Oh, you guys are talking to each other, I think. Okay, so let's continue here.
1: I am Ra. This entity was fourth vibration. 26.18 questioner. I assume positive. Ra, that is correct. 26.19 questioner. Was his assassination in any way influenced by Orion or any other negative force? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. 26.20 questioner. Thank you.
0: Right? So you're looking at the assassination of a president being orchestrated by the modus operandi beast that was literally orchestrated by the cabal, orchestrated by the Orion Crusaders. Okay, That's what we're talking about here. And not just that, but other officials and peoples throughout time, Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, Anyone who stands and stood against them, these are the things that they did to stifle them. And sometimes that fell on presidents, heads of state, okay, popes, right, Itzhak Rabin, you know who, who these people are, Stephen Biko. Okay, some of these people, names you might know or might not know, depending on how old you are and what you know about politics. Abraham Lincoln. few other people in the universe, in the world, that were not toting the line. The Unitas of, of Sparta, who were not toting the line of the narrative that they were trying to preach. Arthur, Arturius, King of the Wodes. You would know them as Britons today. okay. Beowulf, King of the Geats, you would know them as the Swedes today, modern-day Switzerland, Sweden, Sweden, Stockholm's in Sweden, right? Yeah, modern-day Sweden, Ragnar Northbrook, even though they painted him as very dark and evil and egotistical in the television series, if you really pay attention to the television series, he wasn't really that way. He was just no-nonsense, bullshit, don't fuck with me, I'll kill you. And he liked money, but he didn't. He wasn't going for just money and power. He was trying to expand farming for the people, which they ended up doing. and took over all of England except for was it Wessex? It was the only thing they had left? That's the southwest of the island of England. All the rest of that was was owned by and, uh, and occupied by Vikings. They, they made a television series uh, about that. That didn't make it for but a couple seasons, I think. It's too bad. That one was really well done. It's as well done as the Vikings by the History Channel here in America. Well, that was over here in America, but they didn't film it here. It was over in Ireland where they filmed it. Peter was there. He was in the movie <laughs> the television show. Peter was in almost every freaking scene in that movie. A lot of people don't know that. You pay attention, you see him. He was always there next to Ragnar, next to Agartha and everybody else. He was always around in the in, in the king's chamber, especially the dining hall and all of that. Peter was there. You should take a look at that. I know, Peter, I'm throwing you under the bus by telling everybody, but you're not afraid of that, of that attention anyways. right? But he doesn't normally talk about that. <laughs> He's usually business. <coughs> but, yeah, he was in, in the TV series, The Vikings. He was in almost every episode. I think he was in every episode. I never asked him if there was an episode he wasn't actually in. I just assumed he was in all. Okay, let's continue.
1: In the recent past of the last 30 to 40 years, the UFO phenomena has become known to our population. What was the original reason for, I know there have been UFOs throughout history, but what was the original reason for the increase in what we call UFO activity, say, in the past 40 years? Raw, I am raw. Information which Confederation sources had off?
0: Ah, okay, Rick, I got you. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going, so I got quiet about it.
1: For <laughs> to your entity, Albert Einstein became perverted, and instruments of destruction began to be created. Examples of this being the Manhattan Project and its product. Information offered through Wanderer, sound vibration, Nikola Tesla, also being experimented with for potential destruction.
0: Okay. Wanted to get to that and stop there. Did you hear what Rod just said? The Wanderer, Nikola Tesla. And that they were using and trying to experiment with his stuff to try and use it for evil. That's what they've been doing since. That's why they went in and confiscated his stuff. But the important thing here for you to know is the wanderer, Nikola Tesla. Okay. So if anyone knows me and you've watched any of my reels, shorts, whatever you want to call them, you see that I reference Nikola Tesla a lot. Okay. And I talk about Nikola Tesla a lot because I know that Nikola Tesla was, in fact, a wanderer. So Nikola Tesla was far more awake than anyone knew he was. And he was trying to get information out to the world. But he couldn't tell the world about himself, even though he many times referenced it. And, I've, and when I and I remember when I was younger hearing that, I read, went and found archives of newspaper interviews with the man and read them. I even posted a bunch of them uh, years ago. They're probably so far back you'll never even find them on ancient aliens worldwide posted them. And most of the people that are driven towards uh, enlightenment and driven towards especially disclosure by the governmental systems, they are almost always frequently obsessed with Nikola Tesla. And most of them don't know why. Okay. But but they, anyone who knows anything about what the technology they have, the, the cabal I'm speaking of, the, the evil entities that are in service to self that try to rule the world, the one percenters who believe they own this place, they believe that. We own it. That's why they're trying to kill Native Americans off from the North American continent. And they don't want uh, anyone to know that the Vikings were here after them and claim the land because they can't claim it for Spain and, uh, and you know the cabal from Europe, if that's the case. The Vikings own it, and before that, the Native Americans own it. So they have, to, they have to eradicate those two ideologies. That's why they've been trying to murder all the Native Americans uh, in, North, in the North American continent for the last thousand years, and then trying to do the same in control and demoralize all of the Natives who live in Mexico, Central America, and South America as second- and third-class citizens, because they have claimed to half of the world <laughs> by land claim to half of the world, to the entire Americas, which is half of the planet above water. So they have to come over here and control them and get them to believe that they're nothing and that they don't own anything and, uh, and control. But they need the population to be their slaves, so they treat them as that, and only that's why they're allowing them into the countries. Uh, they do the same with the Arabs over in the Middle East and over in Europe. That's why they treat all of the people of the Muslim faith the same way. All the people of the Middle East, because they have claim to the other half of the world, except for everything in the north, which these people come from over in Europe. Do you see? Europe is only Europe, which is the white people. Everything else was owned by indigenous people until they moved out and tried to conquer the planet. That's what they're still doing. The Romans went to Africa and North Africa and stretched themselves out there. The bankers who were in control then that were actually Muslims, uh, before there was a Muslim uh, faith, peoples, and they integrated themselves into the Medici and uh, and the other clans, uh, the D'Este and uh, and uh, the uh, Holer and Zolerans and the Habsburgs. All of those people were all descendants that go all the way back to Atlantis, and that's kind of crazy. We don't want to get involved in that, but the getting back to the point the wanderer that was nikola tesla so for the and and the math and all of the forward thinking of tesla and what they've done with tesla's ideas since the turn of the century most of the technology that we have and the and the basis for that in in all of the arts of the universe comes out of nikola tesla that individual wanderer alone, not to mention uh, Einstein, Oppenheimer, you know, and and all these other people in contemporary uh, philosophical, religious, mathematical, uh, scientific ideology, including up to, you know, modern day. Some of those people are wanderers themselves. Some of them never knew it, never realized it. Some of them did and are hiding still to this day. You'll see them as time goes start coming out more and more from behind the scenes. Let's continue.
1: Example, your so-called Philadelphia experiment. Thus, we felt a strong need to involve our thought forms in whatever way we of the confederation could be of service in order to balance these distortions of information meant to aid your planetary sphere.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that, Denise said. I just watched a series on Netflix called Medici, and it was great. That was about the banking system of the Medici. And did they, did they, I saw one on, um, on History Channel. That might've been the same one that was on Netflix. Uh, did they tell about like, um, how they interbred, what they did, the, the entire banking system that we have currently, uh, was based and they took their information from the Knights Templars and, uh, integrated it into their banking system. The Knights Templars was a similar version. They just created the check and the credit card that Knights Templars did. And, uh, and then the Medici took all of that information and utilized that uh, literally the, um, uh, The U.S. currency is based on the Fed, and the Fed is based on, owned by still the Medici, and they are the European banking system as well to this day. Uh, And all of that maritime law and all of that came out of the Medici ruling out of Venice. Uh, And the reason it's maritime law is because Venice is underwater uh and so literally everything is maritime law because of the medici that was a great series if it's the one that i'm thinking of and even if it's not they're telling the same story if they're telling the true history of the medici and everything that they did and all the infighting and all that there's you can go to the history channel and they have uh documentaries on that as well um you guys need to learn history man (laughs) you learn history and you see that that's just like that right now it's becoming popular i'm glad you brought that up denise It's becoming popular where people on on TikTok, people are asking, women are asking their husbands, how often do you think about the Roman Empire and why? Uh, and, And that's been all over the news in the last few days here in the United States. And I think about the Roman Empire all the time. You guys have to realize that the governmental system that is the United States governmental system is literally based on Plato's Republic, which was based on the Roman Empire. And, uh, and and what the, the Roman Empire should have been. So Plato wrote a book called The Republic, which was this would be the utopian republic if the Roman Empire had done it right. This is how we should have done it. The founding fathers of the United States of America had that book and based this governmental system on that. And, and a lot of the governmental systems around the world today are based on that in some way, directly, okay? So it's not a coincidence that the West, what we call the West in the world, is very Romanesque because it is. Most of your governments, the Australian government, the Canadian government, even the British monarchy, when it changed from just being a kingship, was based and is based on the Roman Empire. So literally the Roman Empire was based on the Greek Empire before it, and those were based on the Eastern empires of Mesopotamia, okay? So literally, all the banking systems go all the way back. They're the same. It's the same people. The Medici were uh, from the 1500s, the 1200s, into the the uh, uh, double-digit era of the world. They came from the same systems that set up that empires, that built those empires. That's all part of the... The Anunnaki, which you guys call the Anunnaki, uh, and their, their building of empires uh, and civilizations and the control thereof. It's the exact narrative that Raw is trying to teach us about uh, the Orion Crusaders coming here. Yeah, The Chosen, love that. I'm on, I, I'm on the season two, episode one and two right now of, of The Chosen um, that's done by Angel Studios, the same people who put out that movie uh, with Jim Caviezel uh, that was just out uh, in theaters about the slave trade in the world and Jim Caviezel going around or his character is the true story of that guy going around to try and save some of these children to get his daughter back, by the way, uh, his, his uh, adopted daughter, uh, and to get a bunch of people, uh, the same uh, company. Angel Studios has is the ones who are responsible for making The Chosen. Um and you guys should watch that. But that's it's not politics. That's the story of Jesus, very well done by the way. And someone who was brought up as a is a Christian and a Catholic. Um and knighted by the by the Catholic Church. Um they're doing a pretty good job and and I'm sure that they the orthodox roman catholic church is going to have some issues uh and the hebrews probably will too with the jesus character as he stands on there but it's um more true to life if you've read the scriptures uh and not just heard what people have taught you or told you because in the churches they don't tell you all of this you have to actually read uh, the scriptures, especially matthew mark luke and john uh to know what was what happened because some of the stuff that you're getting. Is not uh, is not part of the canon anymore. Some of the stuff that they're teaching you in the television series is part of the older canon. Um, I know is is not. You can't find it in modern uh, Western uh, New Age uh, Western translation of the Bible. You have to go back to King James or or, or, or prior uh, versions to get some of the story that you're being told about in the in the television series now. But I've read those, so I know that that exists. And the scary thing is a lot of it, as I'm watching it unfold, instead of just reading it, I'm finding myself going, wait a minute, was I there? Or was I, I don't think I saw this. And then I'm wondering if it's because I read it, you know, over the years, and then it's in my head. uh, And so when I'm seeing it depicted on film, uh, that it's triggering that. And so I'm not sure if I am remembering it because I was someone who witnessed this. Or if I'm remembering it because it's been part of my uh, upbringing, learning about religion all of my life. <laughs> but it's it's kind of eerie when I watch and, and I and I watch the television series and I go, that's exactly the way it actually happened. And I'm like, OK, well, that's in the Bible. So, you know, it's in some of the books and the older scrolls. So, yeah, yeah, you're just saying that they did the same research that you've done in your life. And then there's something in me that goes, no, no, no dude, you were there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's kind of scaring me. Right. And I'm like, was who was I? Was I some guy that was just there? I hope I wasn't Nicodemus or, you know, uh, or one of the apostles, because that was a hard fucking life, man. I hope I was just somebody that was in the city that witnessed it and moved on. (laughs) Right. But yeah, see, Anna said, I know what you mean. Right. I mean, that's kind of freaky because I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, either. And I think that because the story is true, uh, that, that it's resonating that way. Um, because I've noticed that about scripture and about uh, things that when they film something uh, that you can tell when it's based in something that was, that it was real. So when they depict something the way it uh, happened in history and you watch it, if you're sensitive, you will then go, you'll see the truth of it. You'll see that, no, this, this actually really happened. And some people have said that to, and they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. How I know that, but I know that what you're watching is true. And then I'll look it up, or they won't believe, it, and they'll look it up. And they'll go, "Wow, dude, you're right. This is based on a true story. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but I knew it when I was watching it. That I that because I'm I, I, I'm I'm at the point where my my soul is actually watching it in the akashic records, like I'm doing homework. Is this true? And so I'm up there, not realizing I do that, and I access that at the same moment. So when things are uh, as accurate as they were depicted in real life, or as close to, it triggers, I believe, and other people have said the same thing, it triggers us to know it, because we've saw it. And that doesn't mean we were actually there, but we witnessed it. Because when you access the Akashic record, it's no different. That's the human body does the same thing. If there's a trauma that happens to you when you're five years old, and you suppress the memory of it, your body doesn't know that it should suppress the emotion of it. So when you relive it, it gives it to you because it's still recording no different than a DVD. So it gives it to you exactly the way it recorded it. And we have to then discern it and go through that emotion all over again and then get past it a second time uh, for it to diminish. We have to deal with it. So that's that's what happens with the, the human psyche. So the same thing happens with your soul. When you access the Akashic records, you actually don't just see it unless you turn off all of that is attached to it and only watch it like it's a movie. If you don't do that, you get as if you were there, you get the actual raw footage that was recorded from everybody that was there at the time. And so you have all those emotions. So that's why when, uh, when Mel uh, um, uh, Gibson did the Passion of the Christ, that's why people were driven to so much sorrow and, and crying during the Beatitudes of Jesus Because it was so accurate, scarily accurate, that people, I cried. I sat there and was in tears. I brought all kinds of Kleenex because of it, napkins, and and was handing them out to people that were there that I never even knew who were watching that in the theater because it was so accurate that it stirred in those people the emotion uh, of actually witnessing it and being there, if not being in the body of Jesus, and uh, not 100% to where you were feeling the lashes, but the emotion of it. was, And, and you didn't have to be uh, a, a Christian to, to have that happen to you. If you were in any way spiritual or empathic, because those are abilities that you unlock as you ascend, when you see these things that are t- depicting truth, that, that uh, emotion of that incident comes through a little bit more than uh, just you're witnessing a movie and you're like, and you go, wow, that was powerful. It, it, you know, when you see something that was manufactured, you go, wow, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of powerful. But then when you see something that is depicting something that is true, it changes. Even if you don't know it, it changes the level of how of how you perceive it, and it's on a subconscious or a superconscious level that this happens. And you can do that. I've seen that where I literally was watching a movie, like I was watching um, the the Patriot with my ex wife and my stepson, and they didn't know, and I forgot to tell them this happened in real life. Mel Gibson again making that movie, and it's a true story. It happened exactly because we have history. So, exactly the conversations that you see that took place in parliament, everywhere, and everything in the movie took place in real life, and it's in military history and taught in the military schools in this country. Okay, so, so that because it's the Revolutionary War, how America got their freedom, so it's taught here. It's not taught in history here. So people didn't know about it. It used to be taught in history here, but it's not taught in, in public schools anymore. So they're watching the movie. I know it's a true story. I know what happened in real life. So I love that movie because it's very, very, very close. It's more like a documentary, just like uh, the um, uh, Ridley Scott's uh, depiction of, of the kingdom of heaven. He will tell you that's more of a documentary than it is a movie because everything happened in real life. We didn't write that script. That script happened in real life. We just researched it and then filmed it. They had to downplay the violence to get a PG 17 movie or a, or a, a 17, whatever that's called uh, NC 17 uh, version. And that was, that was downgrading like 80% of the violence out of the movie, out of the story of what the carnage was in real life. So, so we're watching that, and literally her, her father, because we're at her house with her. She lived with her parents at the time, because we were actually divorced at the time, but we were still friends and hanging out. And we're watching the movie, and her dad, who was went to Annapolis, was a Navy uh, uh, personnel here in the in the United States. Went to Annapolis, uh, was upstairs, and he just happened to come down to get us a drink of something, get a soda. Who knows? I don't remember what. Uh, get a refreshment. And he was watching uh, television with his wife upstairs, and he stopped in, knowing that I knew military history. And says, "So how goes it?" And I said, uh, "And he says, where are they at?'" And I said, "Well, they're in the Santee at the at the old uh, mission in the Santee. Uh, so it's uh, springtime uh, because I, I saw cotton in the air. So it's springtime." He says, "Then they're still in the south." I said, "Yeah, yeah, they're still in the south. Cornwallis is is, is still there. They haven't gotten to that battle yet to push to." Uh, that uh, Cornwallis is, uh, you know, in, in the finale. So they're still in the South and they haven't moved anywhere from where they're at. Uh, and they've just uh, lost a bunch of guys uh, during that battle. And they're reassembling in the in the Santee. And he goes, oh, all right then. And and my, my ex-wife looks and goes, dad, have you ever seen this movie? And he goes, no, I haven't. Uh, he says, but I know the history. So I know what's going on. I know where, where, where they're at. And she goes, what do you mean the history? And I looked at the two of them and said, did I not tell you this is a true story? And they were like, wait a minute, what? And they were freaking out. This is a true story. I'm like, yeah, this happened in real life <laughs> in the United States during the Revolutionary War. This is actual depiction in history. Uh, it's more of like a documentary. And he goes, are they doing that good? I said, yeah, you should watch it, Don. That was his name. I said, you should watch it because they did a really good job of history to every detail of, of what they knew about history. And They're not pulling any punches, making anybody look good at all. And they're not making anybody look worse than they already made themselves look. And he goes, oh, I'll have to watch that then. He goes, is that close? I said, they could teach this. They could use this movie uh, to teach at Annapolis. That's how accurate it is. And he was like, then I will definitely watch it. And they were just like, oh, my God, this is the holy crap. And then they had to take a minute and process everything they saw in the movie so far. And it changed their entire perception of what they had just witnessed. And then they, when they watched it, they were like, oh, my God, this really happened and i'm like yeah all the events that you see here all the carnage all the evil all of the the hatred all of the lies all of the the uh, lives lost that happened in real life to those people and a lot of movies are made and people don't know that they're based on true stories blast the mohicans really happened really happened exactly the way you saw it a lot of these movies i know i'm using references to the united states but quickly down under was not a fake movie that happened in Australia that really happened. And those of you who live in Australia you know maybe not quickly, but you know that everything you see in that movie you're like, yeah that was that was Australia in the 1800s and 1700s definitely <laughs> it was the way life was definitely and the, the English military trying to kill all the shooting uh, hiring people to kill the the Aborigines and, and you guys down there know your history and so you're like, yeah that's what they did. That's why we overthrew the English government. The problem is that that just like here in America, we became what we were trying to overcome. You guys, this country has done the same thing. Your government has been corrupted and taken over by the very people who were uh, in that British government at the time that you guys fought against when you were a penal colony to become a nation. Same thing over here as the Americas. We became basically a penal colony here. Uh, but not as as, uh, forthright as Australia, but we had to also overthrow that same tyranny. And guess what? Now the government is that same tyranny, just like what's going on there. Why? Some will tell you it's because the English government has been in charge the entire time. Okay? That they didn't actually lose anything, that they still rule Australia, America, Canada, and all the countries that they owned before they uh, signed away their their, uh, their countries. Ireland will tell you the same. It's become the same shit. Ireland is like, yeah, we fought to begin to get our freedom from the English, and our government is now as corrupt as that government was, and they're exactly the same uh, government now that we're fighting against once again. That's just them infiltrating. Uh, They do that. That's their modus operandi. They'll take anything. If you take and kick them out, they come in under the guise of pretending that they're not the foe. And they come in and they take it from the inside out. That's just their modus operandi. That happens always. So you have to get used to that and just uh, fight against it. It's just what happens. All right, let's continue.
1: 26.21 questioner. Then what you did, I am assuming, then, is to create an air of mystery with the UFO phenomena, as we call it, And then by telepathy, send many messages that could be either accepted or rejected under the following. Of course, the law of one so that the population would start thinking seriously about the consequences of what they were doing.
0: Um, I didn't know that, Peter, but I can see that considering where they're going to be going to and the terrain that they're going to be in. Peter Coyle said uh, they're talking about shooting an episode uh, of the, the one of the seasons, next season of The Chosen. Uh, next year in Ireland, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. I don't doubt that because of the terrain and what they could be using that. Um, Over here, The Chosen is on one of the networks. I don't remember which one that it is, Rick. It's on one of the networks here. But yeah, Denise said you can check, you can get it on Netflix. So if you have access to Netflix over there in Australia or a version of that, just just look up Angel Studios. If you look up Angel Studios online, they're the ones who are producing it. They'll tell you where it's available in your country. Um, Otherwise, just Google that. Um, but it's literally the story of Jesus uh, and starts out with uh, Jesus is already adult. So he's already 30 uh, when he shows back up. And, but it's him collecting his apostles. Uh, they show a different narrative on who Mary Magdalene was. Uh, than the, the church, the official church doctrine was that she was some whore. Um, but that's not the actual narrative that was being taught in the Bibles. Uh, it was something that was a narrative that was uh, later added. Uh, so they go back to a different, an older version of the Bible where she was possessed. She wasn't a whore. She was possessed. She was not a harlot. Um, that that was what they did. That was a uh, Pope Clement III, I think, uh, one of the popes a few hundred years ago, um, said that she was a whore. That was there was never in the in the Bible. But then they changed that stuff to say that she was a hooker. Um, she was actually a, a priestess and she was possessed by demons, and everyone said she was crazy. Nicodemus, the famous Nicodemus, tried to uh, to uh, uh, drive out the demons from within her and couldn't do it. Uh, they show that in there, and he says, Only God, you're so far gone that only God could cure you. And then Jesus shows up. And she wasn't even going by Mary. No one even knew her by Mary. Jesus shows up and called her Mary, and that got her attention when he said Mary. And then he said to her, "You, you are, You are mine. And uh, and I don't know if they're going to show that particular relationship go into a marriage, but for those of people who are learning theology in the world and they go back far enough to read scrolls that are before the uh, you know before the King James version of the Bible and before Clement the Third when they turned her into a whore, you'll find out that she was actually married to Jesus. I mean, they show that in Da Vinci Code. Uh, in the movie, they talk about that. And I already knew that because I had read all of the doctrine that, that Dan Brown based his book on that became the movie. Literally, the, the word uh, um, companion, 2,000 years ago, it will be exactly 2,000 years in the, the year 2032. 2033 will be the, the year that Jesus was crucified, 2,000-year anniversary of Jesus Christ's death. I say 2032, uh, and a lot of people, because if you count, you know, it should be, he died at 33 years of age, um, but it's it's going to be in the year 2032. Um, 2033 will be the apex, uh, that's because the number 32 and the number 33, but 2033 uh, will be the exact uh, uh, time of his death, somewhere in uh, July, even though they say it was uh, later, than different time period in Easter, um, well, that was his birth, so his death could have been around in March. Um, I'll look into that at some point as we get closer to 2033. I'll, I'll worry about that. But that will be the 2000th anniversary of Jesus's demise. So when he shows up as an adult, which he disappeared from when he was like 8 to 11, they're not exactly sure what year, somewhere between 8 and 11 years of age, he wandered off, took off, traveled the world on his own. And his family was like, we don't know where he went. We, we, we just know that he's alive. We don't think he got killed. Uh, and then he showed back up when he was uh, 30 years of age. This starts when he uh, reappears as a man by himself at the uh, age of 30. And it's the three years which the Roman Catholic Church calls the Beatitudes. Uh, it's the, the time when Jesus showed back up and started and he met Mary first. In the book, uh, In the books, you don't get the idea that he first met Mary unless you're really paying attention. Mary was the first person that he met. And, and uh, recruited as one of his uh, disciples, the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples. Uh, and she wasn't a whore. She was possessed by demons. And he um, exercised those demons. And then she uh, followed him and eventually married him. Uh, but there's something that the churches don't acknowledge even today because they can't have that. Because then Jesus isn't a God. He never said he was. He always said he was the Son of Man. Never said I was the Son of God either. He said he was the Son of Man. But he did say that you know God was his Father. But God's all of our Father because God is the Creator. So when you get above that Godhead to the Creator of the universe, that is your Creator. That means that is your Father. That is your Father, Mother. That is that. So when the, that reference is, but. If you listen to what Jesus is saying from a perspective of being awake, he talks about the kingdom of heaven. He talks about a place that is attainable individually. That is not, it's not like you die and you go to this place that's called heaven that's out there in a spot that I can point at in the universe. But that's what they try to paint to you in a narrative. And that's not what he was teaching. Pay attention to his words. You have to listen to the words that come out of his mouth, not what they tell you his words mean, but what he tells you his words mean. And it's self-evident. All these truths we speak are self-evident. That was written into the Constitution of the United States of America, into the preamble. And where do you think they got that from? They got those words from the Bible. All these truths are self-evident, which means these truths do not need someone else to make them true. That's what that means. They are universal truths. All these truths are self-evident. That also means that when you hear them, you know them to be true because they are that true. And that's the point of me and the reference of everything that I said to you about the empathic abilities of watching a movie or reading something. Uh, It's just like when you pick something up and you go, wow, this thing is really well made. How do you know that? You can feel the vibration of it. All these truths are self-evident. You can see that and feel that you have to become aware of those things within yourself. Realize those and acknowledge those because they're there. You have to trust yourself and trust your higher self. Then it's not going to lead you astray. The universe is not going to lead you to doom. The only thing that leads you to doom is those things of the flesh and your ego is of the flesh. So the only way that you will be led astray and to the doom of you or your soul is... Is if you listen to people that are in service to self, because they're going to betray you 100% of the time, and your ego is in service to itself, it will betray you 100% of the time. When you turn to a higher source, your higher self, your better self, your other—if you feed that other wolf, if you have the Native American teaching—and you feed that wolf, the the uh, the uh, uh, angel on your right shoulder, not the devil on your left shoulder. That will never lead you down the wrong path. It is only when you interject your own ideas and your own beliefs or your own ego that, uh, that you go astray, period. That is simple, but it is one of the hardest things for all of us to actually get through our heads and start living by. Honestly, it is. So when I say that, I say it as if it is simple because to me, it is that simple. And one day to you, it will be that simple. And, and so that's what happens. Every time you have an awakening, you giggle at what you before were not awake to because it is that simple. It really is. But until you get there, it's not. It's the hardest thing that there is to learn every step of the way until you learn that step of the way. That's like saying, you ever notice that when you can't find your car keys and they're always in the last place you found them, the last place you looked? Well, yes. Who continues looking for their car keys after they find them. No one. Right? So you're not going to keep looking for something. Now that I found my car keys, I'm going to keep looking for them. So they're not in the last place I looked. Well, that's folly and stupid, because they're going to be where you found them. So only an idiot or a fool would continue wasting their time looking for something they already found. The only thing that you do is check your math to get validation that you found what you're looking for. When you pick up your keys and they work for your car, you know you found the right ones. So then you don't look for them anymore because yep, these are in fact my keys, <laughs> right? Same thing happens with knowledge. You don't continue looking for it. You remember that it's there and you look at it to make sure that you are still aware of where it was. And that's okay to do. Reflection is, is how we continue to learn. They don't want you to reflect anymore. They want you to learn something and then they want you to forget you've learned it and then uh, go back to not knowing it. That's what they are trying to do to you. So let's continue.
1: Is this correct? Ra, I am Ra. This is partially correct. There are other services we may perform. Firstly, the integration of souls or spirits, if you will, in the event of use of these nuclear devices in your space slash time continuum. This the Confederation has already done. 26.22 26.22 questioner. I don't fully understand what you mean by that. Could you expand a little bit? Ra, I am Ra. The use of intelligent energy transforming matter into energy is of such a nature among these weapons that...
0: Okay, I'm going to stop here when they're talking about the nuclear weapons because I like what Ann said here. Anna said, this is another things, this is other, this and other things are the memories of witnessing that I have of the truth of Jesus. and The, the reason that that comes through the way it comes through is because of that. This is what Anna is referring to here is what I was talking about. Uh, literally. Right. And she's go, let me go back to what she said that, that, that she furthered there. She was talking about, she said, he was doing healings, right. She's talking about seeing this, right. He was doing healings throughout the world, connecting uh, through meditation and connecting to our father and the Divine. This and other things are the memories of of witnessing that I have of the truth of Jesus. Well, here, here is that, this is why they call it the good word. This is why they call it the book of truth or the, the, and that's, there's a scroll that's actually called the scroll of truth. And that scroll is about Jesus, by the way, you should read that. It's one of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, uh, I've referenced that a lot, but you should read that. And Peter Coyle always talks about, Judas, he and I talked about Judas. He just put out that reel that he made about the story of Judas. You should read the scroll of Judas. Okay? Judas wasn't evil. That's why uh, Rob Halford in the band called the band Judas Priest. Everyone thought that they would call it that because Judas was evil. It's not why they called it that at all. They called it that because Judas was the ultimate priest and sacrifice to Jesus. You should read the scroll of of Judas that was taken out of the Bible and killed an entire uh, group of people called the Essenes to shut them up from showing that scroll to the world. And it was found in 1948 in the Dead Sea. And now we have it. It's called the Scroll of Judas. You should read it. Um, So literally, this goes back to, and Anna was referring back to what I was saying, my point. As you read these things, if you are on an ascension path, when you read them or you see them being told to you, you realize, I see the truth of this. Wow, this is, there's, some, there's truth to that. The reason you're seeing that is because you are ascending. It's not because, well, you're indoctrinated by it. This is what they tell you. This is why Tom McDonald said that, where they give you Jesus and then they give you uh, the indoctrination, where they give you the science to deny Jesus they do that with all things that are spiritual and they try to give you science. Well, the only reason that you believe that is because you were indoctrinated as a kid. You were forced to go to these Christian schools and you have that indoctrination in your brain. Therefore, you think it's truth. That's not the truth. That's the lie, okay? The fact that when you read something, you could take somebody who has never read any religious doctrine, who is a very spiritual person by their nature, and you can tell when you talk to them that they are very awake. And you can say, hey, have you ever read the you know, the New Testament? Or have you ever read the Old Testament? No, you know, I've never read those. Here, tell me what you think. They're going to read that. And they're going to see it from the perspective of an adult, not a child, because they're going to be more awake. And they're going to tell you, oh, I see the truth of this. Are you aware of what this says here? And they're going to give you the same translation of it that is accurate, that is there, and the same truth because they have access to a higher knowledge and ability to see and they have access to a higher empathic ability of knowing. And so when they read the truth, they know they're reading the truth because they can sense the truth because they're aware of that. Okay. So the, the, so in some ways, I believe, because I, I do this all the time, those of us who are awake enough to have access to the Halls of Amente, the Akashic Record, whatever you call those, that, is that we instantly tap into that. We start doing that so often that every time we're referencing something, I know when I check out and do that. I do that a lot on my show. And Peter G.V. will tell you that because he used to watch me when I had the cameras on all the time. So if you see me on someone else's show, I have the camera on at all times. Watch those people who do these conversations. You can tell the difference between somebody, especially if you're in any way awake, not woke, but in any way awake, you start realizing the truth of what someone says by watching them. And that's why I tell people, vet me. Don't believe that anything I say to you is true. Assume that I'm lying to you until you until I prove otherwise in your mind. Until you have gotten to a point where you go, you know what? I've been listening to this guy for a while and he's never tried to say, I am the Christ returned. All of you, give me all of your children and your, especially the girls and sign me up and give me your money and, and become part of my harem or my church or my, and all, you know, I'm not trying to collect the world. I'm not trying to get money out of you. I'm not trying to make you my follower. I'm not trying to, to say that I know something I don't know and that you have to pay me money to get it. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing all of the things that these people, and some people would say, well, that's exactly what the antichrist would say. You're absolutely right. It is. Until they don't. Okay. And, and so. Oh, if I were the status of the Antichrist. I could be. Because I have the same knowledge. That the Antichrist would have. And does have. Because the Antichrist. What you guys know as the Antichrist. Is in fact alive on this earth currently. He's around my age. But he's older than me. By about five to seven years. At least from what I can gather. Right. So that figure is going to arise. In our lifetimes. You're going to see that happen, right? And some of those, some of you may already know who that figure is, you just don't know who that person is yet. That's going to happen. But it's not going to happen the way that they show in these revelations, because the revelation is not, in fact, about the doom of the human race. It's about the doom of ego, it's about the doom of flesh, it's about ascension it's not about the entire population of the earth dying in a mass destruction or the the secret not knowing of this evil god i mean the the good god who's going to show up one day and go you had enough time it's it now is where you from here on the doors closed nobody else gets in all you motherfuckers are going to wink out of existence that's not going to happen that's just not it's not the way it works there is not going to be a time. Oh, there's your God is uh, going to come as a thief in the night. That that was told, but that's not actually the, what that means, right? That's like thinking the art of war is literal. You know, fight them where they're not means to to go and and sneak around and kill them from behind. That's not what that means at all. Okay. I don't think I was baptized, Rick. That doesn't matter. It's a great it's a great experience to have. Because of the spirituality of it. But you don't need to be bad. Only the churches will tell you, you have to have water chucked on your head by a human man who's dressed up in a million-dollar suit who waves his hand at you and flings shit on you like a monkey. My, my buddy Paul, God rest his soul, he died last uh, this year in back in February. He used to say that, the, talking about the Catholic church, that they were monkeys flinging poo. Right? And that was his his ideology towards organized religion was they were monkeys flinging poo. And I say the same thing about the piece of paper that you have to have on the wall. Now, if I want to be a brain surgeon and I want to get paid to be a brain surgeon, you're absolutely right. I want my brain surgeon to have gone to a fucking school that's credible and have a piece of paper that somebody says he knows what he's doing with my fucking brain. Same thing with anybody who's going to operate on my body. I get that. So I'm not trying to say we should do away with with those pieces of paper because it does keep people from just saying that they are good at something and they're not. And then they, they just show up and start making money at it and they start killing people because they're, they're not doing. So I get that. So I'm not trying to say that. So don't get me wrong. All the naysayers out there are going to go. He's saying that that we shouldn't have it. I'm not saying that, but we're so paper driven that they use that now in a negative light. The second you say that, you know, something like, do you have a doctorate degree in that? Do you have that piece of paper with the stamp on it with somebody's signature? You mean some guy? How far does that go back? That's the chicken and the egg. What happened first? Who was the original person who started writing shit down and saying somebody knew what they were doing, and who the fuck said that he was going to do that? That was the purpose of me pointing out and putting that picture out that's a picture of this big, giant camera, a big, giant camera that people are standing on with ladders, and it says above it, the caption says... The, the the building of the very first camera. And below it on the split screen is Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation with his hand out with this look on his face like what? And the caption is, well, then who the fuck took that picture then? That was the point of that. So literally, they show you a picture of a camera that someone took a picture of the guys working on the camera. And they said, this is a picture of the building of the very first camera. Well, if that's the case, how do we have a picture of that scene of the very first camera? So his question is very logical. Well, who the fuck took that picture then? (laughs) Right? So if there's a doctor who has a signature and a stamp on it that says, this guy, I certify me, so-and-so, I certify this guy as a doctor, that means he had to have been certified by somebody. Let's check the credentials. How far back does it go? Because eventually it's going to go back far enough to where some guy was the first one who said, we need to start certifying these people. And a bunch of people had to have certified that guy. What was going on before that? And who were the doctors before that? Was it pandemonium and all doctors were a bunch of quacks and crazy people? And nobody had any certification? No, there were some that were and some that weren't. Let's be serious about that. Okay. Okay. So people started to get to know who the ones who were the quacks and who weren't. But it was unfortunate because that caused a lot of problems. I get that when it comes to surgery. I do. I get that when it comes to like law and things like that. But the truth is we don't need it for everything. We don't need it for everything. But we do because evil people will then lie about their credentials. So I get that. But there are some things like I have I have the paper descriptions for all of my titles that I currently have except two. One you can check and the other one you can't, okay? For every uh, certificate, that every the title that I claim that I have, I have the piece of paper with the license and all of that identification. So I'm not saying, I'm not claiming any of that. So people go, you are not a minister. No, I actually have the fucking license and an ID and I have a clergy badge that I carry with me 24 hours a day in case something happens, I can put it on. And I have identification that I carry with me 24 hours a day that shows that that is a copy of uh, ID that they know when they read it. that's certified. You can go online and find that out. OK, for everything except for one, you have to look up and that's my Jedi title. But that's in the the uh, in New Zealand's uh, Jedi Council. It's online on record there. And my Merlin title that you can't look up. The modern day Druids might say, well, he's not really a Merlin. Really? Who do you have that you guys have considered a Merlin? And I'll talk to him. And we'll have that guy that you have certified that you believe is a Merlin. He'll talk to me. And then he'll, if he's not evil, because if he's evil, he's going to go, nope, nope, that guy's not nothing. If he's truly a Merlin, he's going to look at me and we're going to talk. And he's going to say, yeah, he's a Merlin. Okay. I didn't get a piece of paper with a signature on it because that's not how that was handed down. For the first 10,000, actually 100,000 years of the Merlins. There was no piece of paper that you got from anybody that certified you. You either are a Magi or you are not. You either have the training and you are a Merlin or you are not. If you claim to be a Merlin and you are not, it doesn't take long for people to go, he's not anything. I say that same thing about psychics today. You don't have a piece of paper that says I'm a medium. They're going to eventually uh, go after that because they did that with Reiki. Now you have to have that to go to work in the United States as a Reiki uh, master or teacher or practitioner. uh, You have to have that certification. That's why I got it. That's why I got it. Because they make you do that. But right now they don't acknowledge magic (laughs) as a a thing yet. Eventually the government's going to get tired. They're already trying to get you if you're making any kind of money. They're going after all apps trying to do away with cash because right now people can hand cash back and forth to each other and the government doesn't get a cut. When everybody starts using all these apps, they're going after the apps and making those apps reported so that they can get a cut of your fucking money. They don't want you trading anything. That's why they want everything to be digital because then they control it. And then you can't make any money under the table without the government, the the sheriff getting his fucking cut. Okay. You won't even be able to sell a, a fucking, uh, a shirt to a friend of yours without them taking a cut of it. So think about that. all you people out there are like, oh no, it's so much easier when everything's electronic. Know that everything that you have is electronic is being uh, controlled by them. They can turn it off. Look what they've done when people have uh, are getting donations and they don't agree with the the uh, the ideology of that donation because they politically don't like what you're what you're getting that donation for and they're turning those off. Taking the money from you, Canadian government did that to anybody who was, who was in any way protesting the government. They turned off their bank accounts and seized their money. They do it all the time. All governments do that. Why? Because they can. Okay. So, so I, so I have the license. Penny says I'm certified in Reiki. I am a master teacher. Certification, have the license. I can pull it out and put it on camera if my camera was working, which it's not. I have to put a plug in a camera to get that to work, but I have that. However, my Merlin title—I did not get a piece of paper, so there are some druids out there that'll go. I don't believe that you're a Merlin. You don't need—I don't need you to believe or tell or acknowledge me as a Merlin. I don't. Don't need it. Don't care. as a matter of fact. If anyone believes me, so that—that's just like with uh, me saying I'm unveiled. But literally, if, if you were, Penny, you were there. Denise, you were there. I never told Jamie Watson-Wolf that. That wasn't something I made up. And she was like, oh my God, you're unveiled. She's like, how do I do a psychic reading for somebody who knows everything? Because we don't get to know everything. We get to know everything, but we don't get to know everything. Some things they don't let us know because we're still here in this body. That's why I liked what the Angel Studios doing doing with, with uh, Jesus. They actually showed and are showing. And if you've read the stuff, from Jesus, you realize that that he had doubts because even though he was the Son of God and was here to sacrifice himself, he was still in a human body. He was still in a human body, so he was uh, he was uh, subjective to the human body, to the ego, to fear and doubt. Even Jesus had to go through that. It's part of this experience. No matter how high your vibration is, no matter how awake you are. When I wake up in the morning and I'm checking back into this body in a conscious way, I have more doubt at that time than any other time of the day. When I'm first waking up and for the first few minutes, I have more doubt in that time than I do any other time in my life. Because I'm still groggy and I'm not fully integrated with this body yet. So the thoughts, the ego talks more when you're half asleep, when you're vulnerable, the ego is there loud. It's when you're more conscious that you can tell the ego Shh, and you can ignore it. But it's there in your head, constantly saying things. You just get attuned to tuning the ego out the more awake you are. So when you first wake up back in this body from wherever it is that you went when you left the body while it was slumbering, because it needed rest, and you check back in and your consciousness moves into this realm, the ego's voice is very loud in your ears and you have to wait until you're cognitively aware enough to realize, oh, shh, shh, sh, and tell the ego to be quiet. Not a joke. So I like that Angel Studios, if you watch that, you'll see Jesus have doubts. And, you, and, that, and the actor who's playing Jesus is such a great, he's Jewish, very. So he's playing the part so well, but he's a great, great actor physically as well as as uh, oratorily. And he is obviously a devout Christian. I saw him on commercials where he's asking people to pray for an app that they're selling that has to do with praying and and going online. So he's part of the he's very Christian. So they picked the right guy like Jim Caviezel playing Jesus. Jim Caviezel is a very uh, uh, devout Christian. Uh, so he wasn't just an actor playing the part. He believed the part. So the guy who was playing Jesus is more Jesus than Jim Caviezel, if you guys ever saw The Passion of the Christ. He's a better, I'm getting chills saying it, more realistic Jesus than any actor I've seen play Jesus in any movie in my entire existence so far, Not without a doubt. And I don't know this guy. I don't have any allegiance to Angel Studios. so don't think I'm getting paid like a commercial to do this. I'm telling you that this production of The Chosen is going to go down in modern history as one of the greatest storytellings of Jesus that we've had so far. Not because I'm Christian, because I'm a Christian minister because I have other religious titles as well as Christianity. So I'm not coming from a standpoint of only a Christian. From the standpoint of an ascended master, I am telling you that this the chosen is a great name for the for the for the show because of what it is literally depicting and the story the way they're teaching it is the way That Jesus' message was intended to be received and perceived from the beginning. And everything has been corrupted since then to downplay what you see in this television show. Okay? So what you're seeing here is 2,000-year-old message taught the way it was being told at the time being retold now the way it was intended to be learned 2,000 years ago, not the way they're teaching it currently on the planet. This is what my book is talking about. This is what I'm telling you in my book is opening up the knowledge that hasn't come out yet, that will be coming out hopefully before January. Depends on how long it takes them to edit it. And then finalize whatever else we have to finalize to get it to the market. Okay. But if it's next year, it's then it's because that's when it was supposed to be. It'll come out when it's supposed to be. But when it does come out, those of you who read it, you're going to get a lot of my sister when I talk on the show here. The one sister who tunes in. She says, everything you say on there, you've already said to me. And I'm like, yeah, you're getting what I say there for free. You're getting what I say in my book for free. A lot of people get that. Everything I say to you on here is going to be in the book. And you're going to read it. You're going to go, oh, yeah, he said that. I remembered him saying that. <laughs> All right, There's going to be stuff in there that I don't cover here on this podcast. But you're going to go, I can see that Leo would say, yeah, this is what he was referring to this. He never said that, but now I get why he said that before that one day. But the point of that book is to blow the lid off of humanity and their cover up of true Universal enlightenment that is there for all of you in this world. That is there at your disposal for you to find. This is why I say religion recruits you. Spirituality waits for you to find it. Religion recruits you because they want you in a box. They want you in a seat. They want your money. They want power and control over you. Most of the people in those religions are trying to help you ascend. The corporation of the religion itself doesn't care what you do as long as they continue to make money off of you. But 84% or 86% of the people that are in every religion is trying to help you to ascend. They are being stifled by the curriculum of the church itself and the message that they can get to you. But if you get to them one-on-one, they'll give you. That They'll give it to you. They're trying to tell you the message. They're all good people. So the churches are not corrupted 100% to where they're lying to. you. Governments are, but even the governments aren't corrupted 100% because it's not 100% of all people in the government. It's probably a higher percent. The percent that most people perceive when you ask, how many people do you think, what's the percent of evil to good ratio on the earth? What they base that thought on, they don't realize it, but what they base that thought on is the news and the governmental systems that the news talks about. They don't base it on the actual people, right? Because if you listen to the news on every channel in the United States, they're going to tell you there's a race war going on and that everyone that is white hates all other races and are trying to kill them when you actually walk around the streets and don't listen to the news and look around to see how people are interacting with each other, you find out that everything that is being told to you on every channel in the United States that is broadcast as a news channel or a program on television, 100% of what they're saying to you, 90%, let's give them 10%. 90% of what they're saying to you is an outright fucking lie. 90% of it. 10% because you have to tell a little truth with many lies. 10% is true to get you to buy their lies, because they'll tell you that everybody hates each other. And when you walk around the town, you see that there's that one guy that everybody knows who's racist, maybe a couple of his friends, but the majority of the people are integrated, marrying into all the races. Don't care. Nobody is looking at everybody and going, use a nagger. It's that one guy that does that. Hate them. Hate them naggers. So one guy, The population that is actually that way is about 2% of the actual population. But when you get into the governmental system, you're going to find that it's not race, it's class. And you're going to find that 90% of them are exactly the way they're telling you that 90% of the world is. And 10% of the world is just like them, but 90% of them are in fact what they claim Everyone else is. Okay. That's the truth of it. That's the actual dynamic that you guys have to actually learn. If you learn this, think I'm lying about it and test it. This is what I tell people. Wherever you are, I'm sure they're painting that there's a race war going on and that uh, whatever they're teaching here is critical race theory they're teaching around the world. Okay. So, but they use different, like if you're in Brazil, they probably use natives of Brazil as the black person, as the as African-American over here, because there's not enough Native Americans, because that was the narrative before there was more black people than Native Americans. First, it was rednecks, the red Indians, the redskins. The red they're the evil and that everybody hates them and they're all trying to murder them. Christmas time is coming in the United States. I don't know what they do around the rest of the world, but in the United States, all of a sudden you hear that all the white people are hating Jews during Christmas time. Because Christmas is Christ Mass, and therefore all Christians hate the Jews and claim that the Jewish people are all and hold them for ransom for killing Jesus. When 90% of all Christians don't think that way at all, they in fact know that Jesus was in fact a Jewish person. And they know that it was in fact only the Pharisees of the Jewish sects and not all of the Pharisees of the entire Jewish sects. It was 18 individual men who were in the Pharisee group. And that was started by like three or four of them. And the other guys fell in line. Not all of the Pharisees, even in that group. More than three quarters of the Pharisees in that group did not want to do to Jesus what those people wanted to do. And that's going to play out and show you And it is happening currently in The Chosen. You see two Pharisees, one antagonist and somebody who's one of his little buddies, and the beginning of them going after Jesus because of ego. That's being played out. Nicodemus was his teacher. And Nicodemus is trying to tell him, your ego's getting in the way, and that's what's going on. But he's still not listening to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is still trying to teach him. But he knows this guy is going to be troubled. And it turns out that he was right. And that guy does end up being the, the leader, the ring pin that was uh, uh, utilized by evil to to murder Jesus, to go after him. So I like that they're showing that as well. And they're literally going to show you it wasn't that entire group of people, but it was a few men in that group of people. And if they show the true story, when they went to take a vote to go after Jesus because he was teaching uh, in the synagogue on a Sunday on on the Sabbath, they literally shoved all of the other Essenes out of the chamber who would not vote with them. So they would have the majority of the vote. That happened in real life. You can read that in the scriptures. They've never put that in a movie. There was one that they put that in because I remember seeing that in a movie. One ever. Because that depicts them as not cuz they can't the, the the Hebrews can't claim that all of the Christians hate them if everyone knows that true story. They tried to do it with uh, The Passion of the Christ and uh, Mel Gibson got ahead of it and, and said the same thing that I just said on every interview. It wasn't the entire group. It was like 18 men in that group that went against the arrest of the group that did that. And that all of a sudden, when they first movie first came out, it was this big hoopla. And that there was this all the all the Jew all the Jews were going to get killed by the Christians again, and they were going to start getting all this was going to happen. And it was all because of, of 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 Mel Gibson and his movie that's depicting the true story of how Jesus actually went and everything happened to him. We can't have that story being told and shown to the world. And then he came out and said, no, that's not true. We're not blaming all of the Jews. We're blaming those particular men who did it. And he showed that somewhat, but not as much as he could have in that movie. Okay. So literally, as we're going into the holidays, mark my words, all of a sudden you're going to start hearing the the cry that Christians are, are going after Jews. Not every holiday season, that's the way it is. Right. And it's the same people that is the, the coalition of Christians and Jews that are trying to tell you that before the war happened over in the Ukraine, it was we, these, these forgotten Jews, these women who were starving, who went through the Nazi occupation, and they're these old forgotten Jewish women who need food, please shelter my people, uh, 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 what was it that the, the quote from the Bible? Uh, um, uh, 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 shelter my people, help my people, uh, help ye my people. Whatever the exact quote is, they use from the Bible, uh, and they're they're saying give money, and it, they're never looking. And I said this last week, they're never looking because there's old Christian women that need help. Nope, never, and it's never old men either that are either Jews or or or, or uh, Christians that need. Uh, it's only these old Jewish women only. It's the coalition of Christians and Jews, and they're asking all Christians to give money, but they're never helping anyone besides old Jewish women with their money. And they were Russian. And then when the war broke out with Ukraine, they changed the voiceover and didn't change the actresses or the the people they were showing you as these old forgotten Jews. And now they were Ukrainian old forgotten jews and i'm i'm like okay you must you know i must have been long john silver everyone thinks that they called him long john silver because he had a big shalom it's not why they called him that they called him that because he had a long memory he had a great memory he actually said at one point when they were in nassau i know this because i always quote about bibles or about bibles about pirates and people are like what you what do you think you're the know-it-all on pirates know this Back in 2016, I was researching from my, as a boy, all the way up to 2016 and very extensively in uh, 2013, 14, 15, and 16, I was going to write books about the pirates, true pirate stories. So I researched every pirate known to history. And I was going to write the stories about them because most of the stories don't tell the true story of of piracy on this planet. Uh, For instance... Most people, if I ask you this question, uh, uh, it, uh, what comes up in your head first? Who were and who was, let's say, who was the top three most successful pirates in the history of the planet? And anybody who knows anything about pirates uh, or anything in history you've heard about pirates, you're going to come up with things like, you know, uh, oh, well, that would be um, Blackbeard. Uh, that would be, uh, you know, you're going to say some of the names you know possibly from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, because those pirates were all actually real. All the pirates in there, except for uh, Barbossa and except for uh, Jack Sparrow, all the pirates that showed up at the, and, and, you know, not Elizabeth Swan, but all the pirates that showed up at Pirate Cove, those were actual real pirate captains. None of them were all alive at the same time. I think two of them were actually alive at the same time. Uh, All the rest of them are are hundreds of years uh, and some a thousand years apart. But they were all actual pirates in real life. They were all pirate captains. So everyone's like, oh, well, Blackbeard. Because Blackbeard didn't show up at that council, by the way. But he showed up in the, in the second or third or fourth movie, whatever it was. Uh, and But people, when they conjure that up in their minds, the actual um, top two most successful pirates in the history of the world were women. Women. The most successful pirate who, who uh, was a pirate the longest and had made the most money was Mistress Chang, a Chinese woman in a big junk. That's the style of ship from the Orient. And she was the most successful pirate in the history of piracy on this earth in that time period between the year 700 and the year uh, uh, 1600. Oh, oh, you could go all the way up to Jean Lafitte in the 1700s. Because there's still pirates out there now. You just don't get to know about it. Mistress Chang. Okay. The second most famous or the most lucrative pirate in history was Anne Bonney. And no one even realized she was a captain. All the stories have Anne Bonney as, as being the lover of, of Jack Rackham. She was only hooked up with Jack Rackham because nobody would allow in that time period a woman to be the captain. Jack Rackham was a patsy. He was a moron. But he was hot. So she was with him. They show that in, in um, this was Black Flags, or I think I always get that title wrong, that TV series that was all about the pirates, which tells more of the true story of what happened with the pirates than uh, anyone knows uh, Nassau to this day. The island is still there, and it's still owned by pirates. It's still an independent nation, and they pride themselves. You can go there and still see the pirate fort and, and all the stuff there. It's historical. Um, they're still, in a, just like Sweden, they're still a, uh, a, uh, a country that is completely, has no uh, ties to any other country. Nassau, the island in the Caribbean. Uh, that was the, the pirate stronghold in the Caribbean. The island Tortuga is still uh, there. Tortuga was a real island that you see in Pirates of the Caribbean. It was exactly there in Pirates of the Caribbean. You just don't know where it is because it's underwater right now. It's currently uh, uh, two and a half feet underwater. It's actually, uh, if you go to the Florida Keys, go to the tip of Florida and head, you know, the Keys go out towards Mexico into the Gulf of Mexico, and you go about 50 to 150 miles, you can look it up, offshore to the east or to the west, I'm sorry, to the west towards Mexico uh, of from uh, Florida, Tortuga is still there. It's underwater now. The sea has risen so much that it sank into the ocean. You can go out there like a reef and stand on it, uh, but it's actually there. I've looked it up. Uh, So the island of Tortuga was a real uh, place. Black Flags. Thank you, Troy. I did say it right, right? It is Black Flags. Great television series because it's more of a documentary. That shows Anne Bonny how badass she actually was. I was going to write the story of her because she survived all of that. Um, Jack Rackham got hung, and uh, she actually has famous words that she said to Jack Rackham. Because she claimed she was pregnant, I don't know if she really was at the time or not. I believe that she was. Uh, she was Irish and she was sold into slavery and she married a man here in the United States and was living in uh, Louisiana. As a matter of fact, that's where she ended up growing up and and there's probably still relatives of hers living in the United States. Um, she was when they got caught. Jack Rackham was drunk and he went up on deck and the only reason they got caught was uh, he got caught was because he went up on deck and he was screaming at the the troops that they were fighting against. And he was telling them who he was. Oh, I'm Jack Rackham. He's drunk out of his mind at night and you'll never catch me. So someone shot him, a sharpshooter shot him. Uh, so he, they got caught. And when he was going to the gallows to be hung, um, uh, uh Bonnie had wrote a letter to her husband, uh, wanting for him to come and help get her off from prison, uh, and said that she was pregnant and, um, that, you know, would he please forgive her? And he loved her, so he was fine with that as long as she was going to come home and not be a pirate anymore. So uh, he came and said and brokered her. Her they wouldn't hang and put a woman in prison back then if she was pregnant. So she claimed she was pregnant. So did the other woman, who by the way has gone into obscurity. Uh, I'm not going to get into details of who she was, but uh, she was also a co-captain with. Uh, with uh, uh, Ann Bonny and Jack Rackham. There was the three of them. Uh, it was uh, Jack Rackham and two women. They show that in Black Flag. So Troy, if you watch that, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is they show you her in there uh, and they show you uh, that, uh, that uh, Anne Bonny and her were starting to kind of get together uh, in that. But they don't bring that out as much as they should have from real history. So she said uh, as she was leaving, she was leave- being led away while Jack Rackham was being led up to uh, be killed. And he was still talking shit. And she actually said to him, you can look this up in history. Uh, Anne Bonnie looked at Jack Rackham and said, if you were half the man you think you are, you wouldn't be there right now getting your neck stretched. Unlike me, I'm going home. She left. And they hung his ass. And she went into obscurity and stopped pirating and took her money <laughs> And lived very wealthy life and had children and grandchildren in the state of Louisiana here in the United States. I was going to write the story about her life. And I was looking into the family to get permission uh, to write the story. And then eventually I, I didn't because I realized at that point I was moving on to do what I'm doing now. Uh, again, getting back into this. And so I did not. But I did all the research. So like the most successful pirates in history were women. But they don't tell you about them. They downplay them. I didn't hear anybody talk about Mistress Chang at all until Pirates of the Caribbean, and nobody talked about uh, Anne Bonny until Black Flags. So we're talking about just in the last twenty years, did the, did anyone write stories or read or add them into movies? And they were the top two most successful pirates in the history of pirating on the planet. That's scary, right? Okay, so my point of that is that, again, history is controlled by those who write it or rewrite it, and the people who are in charge of a government or controlling the narrative controls that history and rewrites things. That's my point. So that's, again, what they're trying to do now, and they try to do this uh, periodically when too many people get to know things. The modus operandi of the Orion Crusaders – is to do this and this is that that's what the anunnaki is talking about when they're holding up the pineal gland the pine clone that's them controlling your mind not giving you enlightenment they'll tell you oh that's the illumination of your they're illuminating you they're bringing you knowledge no they're not they're controlling it grabbing a hold of your third eye and controlling it okay Right. Karen says, well, warriors' remains found are mostly female skeletons. They find more female skeletons than they do men's skeletons. That's not a lie. Why is that? Oh, because they were being brutalized and murdered, and that's why. They were sex objects. And No. That's not true. You should look into that, Karen. I love that you said that. And I'm not saying Karen should look into it. Karen knows that's why she said it. You should look into what Karen said is how I should have said that. But I was trying to give you a compliment at the same time and didn't take a breath. That's why Karen is saying that. The truth is, if you're Celtic, okay, if you truly are, if you're Irish, Scottish, Welsh, anything over there that is Western, uh, Southwestern, um, uh, Celt, including English, Wodes, if you know your own history you know that, and, and if you're a Viking, so anything from the North, if you know your true history, no matter how much bravado the Vikings are, are uh, uh, fabled to have had, history channels, uh, the, the uh, Vikings showed, they tried to show you in there that women fought alongside men. It wasn't just men warriors. Those were, those were male-dominated societies who only had that stuff going on. All of the Vikings, all of the Celts, all of the people who were uh, uh, training the boys and girls were women because the men would go off to fight in the clan wars or in the wars and the women would stay at home to run the fucking uh, uh, household run the the farms run everything they were the smarter of the group anyway i mean that's the truth that's why when i was in retail i was uh, uh, accused of sexism many times because i had have a, a every store i would come into by a month or two after me coming into the store, the ratio to men and women would, would be completely not what it was when I got there. And I would have 90% women working for me and 10% men. I kept the men around to do manual labor. But the women were more motivated and smarter than the men. I was aware of that as a manager. I, could, I didn't say that out loud because that would be sexist or that would be in some, but that was the truth of the dynamic. People thought I did it because I was trying to screw all of the, the staff. But if you ask the staff, there was nobody who would say, yeah, I had sex with him. Well, he's just trying to screw the staff, but he screwed everybody in this building, all these women. You ask all the women and they're like, no, no, he's not like that. He doesn't do that. And they're like, oh, they're just covering for him because that's what they would do. If they were in service to self, you're right. They would hire all hot women because they would be trying to have sex with them. So I get why that would be. That's not why I did it. I did it because when women are bored, they clean, they straighten. They organize. When women are talking to other women, they don't stop moving and just stand there and talk. They clean. They straighten. They do the job they're supposed to be doing while they're having a conversation. I like that about workers. You can talk all you want as long as you're paying attention to the customers and stop talking when you need to help a customer if you're doing work while you're doing that. I don't care what you're talking about, as long as it's not offending somebody, because you're talking about, oh, and then I was on this guy's rod and I was sucking this. And then somebody walks up, we're all going to get in trouble for that because that's, you know, you can't do that. So as long as you're not doing that, I don't care. As, as long as you're moving, men stop. They congregate to one another, they stand around, they do nothing, and they just talk. You have to constantly check on them to make sure to whip them back into shape to keep them moving to do a job. So I would hire mostly women because I would have a successful store. And I would have the men around because I'd go, you, grunt, ugh, lift that heavy box. Right? And I wouldn't talk like that to them, but that's what I was doing. That's why I did that. And people would, uh, when they asked me, honestly, why does your staff more women? Because they work harder, 10 times harder, 100 times harder than men. More efficient. When they get bored, shit gets cleaned. They have pride in everything. They wouldn't shit. Men will shit where they sleep. Women don't do that. Okay. Men will do that. They'll eat where they shit. They'll sleep where they shit. They don't care. Okay. That's the way men are. But if you point men and say kill, they'll do it. So that's why constructs in military is always men. They're easier to lead. They're, they're not as mature as women. They can't multitask and think as much as women can. This is all truisms a man can only multitask up to 7 things at one time women can multitask between 11 and 14 items at once in their mind in their brains at all levels of age okay and that's that's bad because men have been dumbed down by by society to not do that and women have fought against that because of the because women have a stronger will than men do This is all truisms. I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be cool. I'm saying this because this is what I know about society. It's why women were treated as property and why they spent more than 2,000 years trying to shut them up and control them. Because they know that if they don't, women are going to fix shit. There's evil women too. But women are not going to allow. The reason that people don't get away with shit today is because women get tired of it happening. When you get women pissed off and they get tired of something happening, they fix it. That's what they do. All right. That's enough of that. Everybody out of the fucking pool. Tired of it. Get out of the pool. Nobody's swimming anymore until you guys can calm the fuck down. If a man says that, they have to start whooping somebody's ass. A woman comes out and says it. Everybody just gets, oh, mom. And they get out. The truth is, if you are in any military and you have a klaxon, a, an automatic uh, a computer that talks in your head, it is always going to be a female voice. Why is that? Not a male voice. Because in the middle of combat with craziness going on and death and mayhem and pandemonium, men hear a woman's voice over everything else. Men are yelling at men all the time, telling them what to do. Go, move, 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 this, 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 that, 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 kill, kill, kill. But what they hear is a woman's voice. We're programmed to do that. Why? Oh, because your mother. No, it's on a 3D level, you can explain that away if you want to try. You're just programmed because society programs you. The same society that's trying to make women shut the fuck up? No, that's not on that level. Because if that were the case, women wouldn't be what we hear. The truth is... We hear that because they're the voice of reason, not the, they're the voice of caring, loving, compassion, the energy, the kunda buffer energy, the energy that is the yin to the yang or the yin to the yin, depending on which one you see is the white and the dark. Okay. They are not the Mars, war, fire energy. They are the earth. They are the, 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 the sky. They are the loving, caring, nurturing portion of the universe. They are that half of the Creator of the universe that is all loving, all caring, all knowing. Not the war, the hate, in the in the destruction. The war, the hate, and the destruction is the masculine uh, energy. We need to balance both to be perfect. You can't have one without the other. But if you're only listening to the to the physical male war Mars energy, you will be of the flesh only. You'll be self-serving, and you'll be warlike, and you'll be dumb like a dog. That's why they say men are from Mars and women are from Mars, war, and women are from Venus. Why did they say that? Because Mars was the god of war and Venus was the god of love. Duh. Think about this, guys. If you pay attention to the symbology of the ancient Greeks and Romans, you know that when they said men are from Mars, they didn't mean from the planet Mars, but they meant from the god of war, aggression, aggression. Male, Mars, Venus, the goddess of right, Mother Earth. Thank you, Mother Nature. Karen says, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, etc. Why is that? Why is the nature and those things that are natural uh, um, the mother? And why is the fatherland, the country, that is war? It's the fatherland, but it's Mother Earth and Mother Nature, Mother Moon, right? Why is that? Because that's where the love energy is on this on the spectrum on the spectrum. That is the Venus. That's why the council that is here is the council of Venus, by the way. That all of that is symbolic as above as above so below as below so above as within so without. The council that is overseeing this solar system is based in on, on, around Venus. Not Mars. Mars is uh, It was a warlike planet. Moldek. You notice Mars? Moldek. You notice that where, where we're going here? Those were warlike planets. The energies of those planets are playing out in the cosmos the same as they play out in our psyche. This is the stuff that, that I've been trying to teach people since I was a kid. Not a joke. You can ask my family. <laughs> They'll tell you this. But this, I couldn't say these things out loud 30, 40 years ago. People thought I was fucking crazy. I say it now and people think I'm crazy, right? I'm writing about it in my book. I say it now and people think I'm nuts. But some of you out there know this stuff and you're like, no, that's not crazy. 40 years ago, think back to 40 years ago. If I would have talked exactly where I'm talking to you now, what would you have thought of me 40 years ago? If you're alive long enough to know, remember what it was like, Okay. Earth is like a womb. This is Karen talking again. Earth is like a womb birthing many species. Everything. Yes. Everything is life. The the earth itself. Okay, the earth itself, terra itself. Right. I say terra because everybody always says uh, uh Gaia. Terra means earth. Okay, we're not earthlings, we're terrans. Because the name of our planet is actually Terra, not Terror, Terra, which means which means. Earth it means planet, really, it means Earth. Um, Gaia, which is the ancient Greek word for Earth, by the way. <laughs> so, I, so I say terra, uh, terra firma, that, you know, that that's Earth. Um, Gaia is the ancient Greek word for the modern uh, Latin terra. So terra comes from the Gaia. So Gaia is not wrong. When people say Gaia, they're just going to the Greek. <laughs> right? So I'm using the modern Latin that came from the Greek. When I say Terra, so our, our planet is currently called Terra. We are Terrans uh, to the rest of the universe. Um, not Earth. Earth means I uh, love that. Earth means Terra, but Earth means um, dirt. So in uh, in in the book and in the movie, uh, The Last Starfighter, uh, when when I can't remember his name now, the kid uh, when he was talking to Grig. Grig was the was the um, dra- a draconian alien. Uh, lizard guy that was his partner and he said where are you from and he said earth and they had translators so he knew what he was saying when he actually his response was earth what because earth means planet <laughs> so he says where are you from planet well planet what and he's like huh no it's just planet you know it's just earth uh, he didn't realize that that translated in the universal translation to the word planet so we say we're earthlings planetings We're from planet when Gaia means means this place. Its name is Gaia. The consciousness, which is still uh, veiled very much, that is this earth, is Gaia. That is the 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 person persona of that of that of that you know the consciousness of this earth is actually. It goes by Gaia in becoming conscious, uh, not self-aware yet, but conscious. Yeah, but it but it has a personality. Its name is Gaia. So that translates into modern uh as terra or earth, but meaning earth means dirt, means the ground, the land. Uh, that's why earth, uh, and so earth means the the, the actual crust, um uh, terra is the the entire sphere. Gaia is the entire sphere. Anyways. Yes. To get back to that, and get on point. Yeah. And ET phone home, right? Yeah. ET big plans for us. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the truth is uh, that the feminine energy is the cycle that we're going into. Now we were for a long time. This is what it meant in the Bible. And it said, the devil shall rule the earth for a time. Time has a beginning and middle and an end. That time was the the Bakhtun 12, uh, according to the Mayan calendar. Now we're into Bakhtun 13. There's that 13th cycle again. Um, That is the beginning of the age of Aquarius, the the feminine energy. Uh, The region of space that our solar system is moving into is actually um, changing the dynamic of the energy on this earth. And the the reason that it does that is it's set up in the universe so that even if your cycle like this one is stifled uh, and you're stuck, um, you will naturally become unstuck if you don't unstick yourselves before you get there. So what's happened here is the people were so stuck here for so long Um, Even though the people like us, these wanderers that have come in, billions of us, to change the dynamic, um, we're one of the planets. This is why this is so rare. You hear some people say what's happening here is very rare in the universe. It is. Not that it's rare that people get stuck. That happens quite often. That's part of the dynamic of what can happen, one of the possibilities. But being this stuck to where it's taking the universal energy itself to write the ship is actually a 1%. So you guys don't know it, but you're part of one of the luckiest groups of people in all of the multiverses. 1% of the total population of souls will ever go through the experience that you are experiencing currently. 1%. Everyone goes through the veiling in this process and possibly getting stuck and being stuck for a time. 1% gets this stranded to where they literally are saved by the bell, as it were, so to speak. So literally what's happening is whether the people on this planet change or not, all of the energy on this earth is shifting and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Even if, let's say, that the evil people on the earth were able to have a just total world annihilation and murder everyone on the planet, it wouldn't change anything because they will change in an instant as when they get far enough along. Okay, it's just the way things work, but it's very rare one percent ever gets to this stage. And this place is one of those places that is going to get to that stage. And some of us know that. And many people have come here to go through this. That's why the population explosion that went from 2.7 billion to 9 or 7.9 billion. Because there's a good billion souls that have come here to experience this. Because this is literally 90% of all souls will go from being created Retu- all the way up to returning to the one true source of the creator of the universe, with never experiencing this particular experience organically as it's happening. They can watch it on film, they can plug in, but it's not actually happening to them organically and you know that even when you uh when you see something uh, like when we watch a movie when you tap into the memory you get the emotion but you still in the back of your soul you know I'm not actually there this didn't actually happen to me some people want to experience this and they have flocked here to this earth for this to happen and something that I couldn't tell you that what I just said to you five years ago I couldn't have said out loud ask Jacqueline she'll tell you that tomorrow I could not have said out loud to the un- to the world to hear what I just said to you five years ago. The planet was not in a place for me to say those words out loud. And there's still some things that I can't tell you because no one's ready for yet. And we try, but the universe stops us. We can't. We'll, it'll make it go away. I have this happen to me, and I laugh when it does. I'll try to tell you something, and I'll get there. And I know I'm trying to push, and all of a sudden it'll just the memory will be washed out of my mind. And, I, and then when I go, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to tell them. I swear I'll get the memory back and I'll know it again, but I just can't tell the world that. I could tell individuals who are ready to hear this. I could say it to them, but on a, a something like this, that's literally going out to this entire planet and will be out in the ether floating around this planet for until we no longer have this technology. Um, there are certain things that the, the entire species has to be ready for so we can't we can't give you some information a psychic a true one will tell you that when they're giving you a reading sometimes there's information they can't tell you they know the outcome but they can't tell it to you because you have to actually go through it and it's something that you have set down for yourself to experience organically and your higher self will not allow that medium to tell you because it's something that you set down that you wanted to learn on your own so you aren't you won't have someone warn you about it It's part of your learning experience. A lot of people, a lot of psychics won't tell you that out loud because they're afraid that that will diminish them and people will not trust them as real. Okay. Yeah, see, Anna, you know, Anna. Anna says, yes, very true, Leo. There are things that cannot be told yet. There are. There are things that we can't say out loud. You and I could talk to each other about them off camera, personally, texting or otherwise, voice. You and I could exchange everything that, that, that I could tell you that you're ready for, it. you could also do the same and tell me that I would be ready for and we could have these conversations and laugh about it and know that the shit that we're saying to each other. Jacqueline said, and I think I said this at the onset of the show, and I don't remember last week if she said it to me personally or if she said it while we were on air. And I didn't know this, but she said when we first uh, met about six years ago and we were behind the scenes talking, because when I talked about that were her and I at the beginning of her show. And that's why I think she might've said it on air that we used to talk almost every night, Peter uh, Coyle, who was here, I don't know if he still is because it's getting late for him, uh, him uh, being involved in, uh, in the group that we used to uh, talk behind the scenes, pre-COVID, getting ready for COVID. You guys don't know that we all knew about it. We all knew that it was going to happen. We were preparing everybody for it. And everything that was going to take place from that time until now uh, and, uh, and setting up these coalitions and getting all this stuff, and we were all talking behind the scenes, I was being very open and saying things that Peter and I had talked to about off camera, just in that group of five of us, six of us, sometimes seven and eight of us. Most of the time, four of us or five. And Jacqueline was actually listening to me talk. And she actually said to herself, and she told me this uh, last week, I thought, oh man, we can talk about that stuff? Because she knew and knows, all, but she didn't know how much she could say out loud to people. And we were just openly talking about shit that was very awake, as a matter of fact, planning. Like, this is what's going to happen with COVID. This is where this is going. Why is this happening? Who's doing it? Uh, this is what I know. What do you guys know? What are they up to And all of this? And, and pre- preparing the world. Uh, and we were also talking the way I talk now, six years ago. And Jacqueline was like, oh, my God, we can actually say this stuff out loud now? Because if you don't know it and you're used to not saying it, you don't know how much you can say out loud. Until you start trying to do it to someone. And so Jacqueline, to this day, uh, will tell me she'll call me. And she'll be like, I need to talk to somebody who will get me or that can understand what I'm saying. Because, you, Anna, you know this. Karen, you know this. You can't just have this this kind of conversation with just everybody. They'll think you're crazy and they'll, they'll leave you or tell you you're nuts. So you, you learn not to do that. And so you only talk openly to people that you can. And then if you're around people, you talk in code. It's just so that other people don't know, really understand fully what you're saying. So so Jacqueline knew this stuff, but we didn't know we could just openly say it until I started just openly saying it. And then she just cut loose uh, and she and she uh, started talking to me and then she tried to push us how far we can go with this. And we literally her and I would get to where that Peter Coyle would have been the only other person in the group who actually understood what we were saying. Uh, and no one else understood that. And they would write. They'd literally say, "There they go. They're hitting. The, they're talking in a language now that I don't understand." Which happens to us when we're online. It happened live on Earth Day uh, two years ago. Where literally Virginia was on there with her mother. Her mother was sitting next to her, and her mother said, Are they? Did they start speaking a different language? I don't understand what they're saying." Literally, because that's what we did. We, we, but we weren't speaking. We weren't speaking another language. We were speaking spiritual language. And it's, but we weren't talking in code. We were talking in perfectly good English. It's just the words that we were using were uh, people who were not of a high enough vibration were not actually aware uh, of what those words meant. And they started wondering if we were speaking a foreign language. We do that. And I do that sometimes when I get on here and people are like, dude, you're just insane. I'm like, oh, to you, I am. You're absolutely right. Okay so right no i I agree and was talking to karen you guys are talking to each other now about stuff in there but that's good so uh commercial and then i'm gonna go because it's almost seven i got to get dinner okay for for, it's almost 7 p.m over here in america for california tomorrow my tomorrow because some of you are in australia so you're already on sunday or saturday noon my time tomorrow saturday noon uh, uh pacific west coast america 3 p.m. East Coast America on Jacqueline Taylor's podcast, which is Oneness Project Life on YouTube and on Facebook. We will be live uh, and we are going to do a roundtable. So Anna, Karen, if you guys are available, uh, you guys might want to come on because we're taking anyone who is of a higher vibration, whether you're a magic user, a medium, a healer, uh, or just somebody who's awake. And well, we're going to have a few of us, probably four or five or six of us, on a round table, and what we're going to do is talk about um, all the things that we go through, um, how we gain knowledge, what knowledge we gain from the universe, uh, what we do personally, how we personally receive that knowledge uh, in whatever genre that we have, what we go through on physically because of the consequences of a higher knowledge, what we go through spiritually, uh, how we're attacked and, and stuff like that. Uh, individually so that people in the world can hear our voices and see that all of us from around the world uh, are literally gaining the same knowledge that we can all unlock, but it all all is interpreted by each one of us individually, even though we get the same thing, like mediums, for instance, uh, the same uh, two mediums can sit next to one another reading the same person. They'll get the same information, but how they get that information from the other side is personal to them. But they'll still get the same information and have the same uh, uh, thing they can tell to the same person. Like, for instance, the Long Island medium, she said one time, she said, uh, every time I get an image, they give me from the other side an image of a woman wearing an apron with a rolling pin. That means that this person liked to cook uh, or or was a cook or liked to bake. Uh, so that was the image that was brought up in her mind was of a woman wearing an apron holding onto a rolling pin to, uh, to tell her that that was what the message was. They were trying to say this person liked to cook. Uh, and uh, so that might be different for another person. They might see her with a frying pan or they might see her with oven mitts on. So individually, we all have a different uh, image that is brought to us that's personal to us, but it still is telling us the same knowledge and so we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow as well. I don't know how long we're going to be on the air, an hour, um, maybe two, just long enough to get in a few uh, questions and, and, uh, and, and have everybody give their take on each scenario. Uh, and so we'll probably have three or four times around the table, and it'll probably be an hour or two anyway, and then we'll be done. So if you guys are interested, either one of you guys are interested or both, um, let, let me know in one of the chats either tonight or tomorrow We'll put the link for the show if you guys want to uh, tune in and watch and ask questions. It'll be on Zoom, but it'll be uh, broadcast on YouTube and on Facebook on those two channels. Project Oneness, uh, Project One Oneness Project Light. Sorry, Oneness Project Light on Facebook and on YouTube. The YouTube channel. You can look up Jacqueline Taylor, or you can look up me, and I'll have a link on my page. We'll put it in the chat for uh, for. Uh, uh, um, The Law of One chat and returning the old ways chat on Messenger. We'll put a link in there so that if you're on one of those two chats, you'll be able to just click on that and come watch the show. Live noon uh, Saturday, uh, that's GMT minus 7, UK minus 8, Australia minus, what are you, 16, 17? Uh, It's 20 minutes to 7 p.m. here for me right now. So if you're in Australia over there, Anna, you know what time that is for you because you just look at your clock right now and deduce what noon would be for you. Okay, so um, I don't think you are in those chats, Karen. I don't know why. Well, you should probably be in both. Definitely the Law of One chat, but returning of the Old Ways, um, that's one that we keep. We don't just put everybody in that one. That one's for higher um, vibrational people. You should be in both of those. I know you're in the Eastern time. So it'll be 3 p.m. for you tomorrow, Karen, um, if you want to watch us or if you want to come on and speak. Because we're, theres I don't know how many of us are confirmed right now, but we're trying to get four or five of us. And it's Jacqueline and I are producing. It's actually really Jacqueline producing and I'm just helping her to produce it because she said, help me put this together. I want to do this next week. And I said, OK, um, so it's going to be her, me, Peter GV, Peter Coyle camp, because he's got a gig that he's doing at the same time. Um, and uh, there's a couple of psychics. So if you want to you two or both of you guys want to come on um, and talk for a few minutes, that would be cool because we're like I said, that's the dynamic of what we're going to do. Um, I would love to. And so, yeah, let's Anna see if you can get Karen into there. If not, I'll approve it. I got to get off here and cook dinner for myself and my mom and eat. And I can play on my phone to add you. But Karen, I don't know why you've never been in the groups. You should be in both of those groups for the conversations that go in there. Your voice is an important contributor to the knowledge of the people in those groups. Um, so we should have you in both. Uh, one for the show here for the class, and the other one is Returning to the Old Ways that Peter and I, Peter G.V., and I have had for years. We've even changed the name of one of our groups on Facebook to Returning to the Old Ways uh, because of that. And that's, part, and that's the subtitle of my book because of Peter creating these groups, uh, Returning to the Old Ways. My book that I'm publishing currently that I'm waiting for the editors to edit is is literally, the it's called The Reality About Reality, Returning to the Old Ways. Because that's literally the narrative that we're trying to teach the world is that that we need to get away from that time period between when the Anunnaki, the supposed Anunnaki that they call the Anunnaki, uh, from that until now when they showed up here, those, those uh, builders of society is in control. We need to get back to the old ways that were going on on this earth by all societies prior to that. And that was the ascension uh, um, narrative of spirituality. All right, guys. I love you guys. For those of you who are going to tune in tomorrow know that those of you who listen to Orion Rising on a podcast somewhere around the world on an app, I will be putting that episode and the one I did last week on Jacqueline's show up uh, tomorrow after the show on my podcast. So you guys will be able to see that. And I will have that titled uh, Project Oneness Light or or Oneness Project Light, Light. You'll see it. It won't be tagged Orion Rising, but it'll be on my channel. So you'll know that that was the interview one with myself and Jacqueline and the second one on the round table that we're going to put together. So look forward to that, guys, on on the internet, uh, coming close to a a, a podcast near you or to a place you listen to your podcast, wherever you are on the planet. And like I said, I do track it. I used to call you guys out what countries you were in. Um, Note Germany, you guys have been like blowing me up. Uh, Sweden, you guys have been blowing me up. Norway, weirdly, right? You guys weren't listening to me and bang, you're blowing me up. Um, a lot of you guys in Africa, I didn't think you would be listening, but you are. That's really cool. I love you guys. Uh, some of you guys in Russia, those of you in Russia that actually tuned into my show, I love you guys over there. I don't know why uh, you guys I know that a lot of my stuff's banned in Russia just because of the governmental system like Korea and, and China. So some of the stuff you guys don't get as much um, freedom radio from around the world, but there's a few of you in Russia that listen to my podcast. I love you guys. Uh, you guys should look into... Um, freedoms uh, and knowledge and ascension. I love you guys. Have a great night. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are, tuning into this show.